everybody out there, and welcome back to a super unconventional special episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin, and Patrick is not here because what you will notice is in about a minute, I will transition this over to a crossover episode that I did with Kevin and Patrick for their episode called Gift, well, for their show called Gifted Punksters. I drove up to New York and spent a day with Patrick helping him move, and, and so we decided while I was there, it'd be kind of a fun time, kind of like we did at Comic-Con, to record an entire episode together. So we did it, and it was wonderful, and we talked about the year in review, so I will not give away much more than that. Hopefully you enjoy it. If you remember Kevin at all from, from Comic-Con, then you'll be right at home here. So without further ado, this is Gifted Machine's special crossover episode. Welcome to the 100th episode of Gifted Punksters, number 100. It's been a long, dusty trail. Here we are. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin. I'm also one of your hosts. I am Pat, and I was going to do the, 100th, uh, the whole 100th spectacular well, thing. Well, I mean, you started getting it now, so that's why you didn't do it. That's fair. <laughs> and because this is our super sweet 16, I mean 100th episode, uh, we have a special guest who is totally special. Maybe you've heard him on Patrick's other podcast, Men of the Machine. He is Kevin Mills. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kevin. Yes, you are that. Uh, You're also a Kevin. (laughs) This coincides with our one year. Yep. Oh, Uh, does it? uh, Yeah. yeah. This is is a big old... Exactly. (laughs) A big old Annie for all of us. Christmas Christmas Eve was our first episode last year. Okay. So. This is like our 18th month, month or something like that. Something like uh, that. So yeah, yeah. Well, we've been doing this since longer than that. It was yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. So. We've been doing it since March. The very tail end of March. It was like one of the very last days of March 2016 is when we uh, uploaded our first mm-hmm. our first episode. Uh, and you know, it's it's been it's been a grand old time. Ever since. Indeed. <laughs> uh, did you post those episodes simultaneously? Or Not simultaneously, okay. but we did them within a matter of days. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember I waited to listen to the first one because I hadn't seen the movie yet, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I wanted the spoilers, but I was like, I want all of them. I don't want to be left on a cliffhanger. So mm. I listened to that episode in the parking lot waiting for my wife to get out of work because I was like, I could sit at home and play games. She took that I'll long? Just... She took like an hour and a half? Well, I knew, she, <laughs> I knew she wasn't getting out until I think she got out at 10 o'clock at that. So I... Came, I came from my friend's house, I don't remember whose, and I just sat in the parking lot for two hours and listened to the first mm. episode. And I, I think I texted you the whole time, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, <laughs> like, my cool. <laughs> I don't remember what I said on that. Yeah. Uh, no, I think if you take, because it's a two-parter, mm-hmm. um, as you mentioned, so I think if you take those two parts and just edit them back together, um, I think it's, like, longer... Than the running time of the theatrical cut of <laughs> yeah, Dawn of Justice, like, but not as long as the Ultimate Cut. I don't think. Yeah, it's, it's, like like a, it's like an hour and fifteen or an hour and a thirty each. Yeah, it yeah, it's, 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 it's it's a good chunk. It's a, yeah, we've not the longest we've done pro- actually. No. Well, maybe I mean, if you combine them, if yes. you combine them, maybe because I don't think we, well, in yeah, fairness, we, I don't know how long Spider Man was. And we did the commentary for that. Basically. Yeah, those movies are all pretty short. Like no, 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 the, the Raimi ones are the yeah. like, we did one for Amazing Spider Man. Oh, like, I think that's still like just over two. Yeah, it breaks two, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Not by much. Maybe I'm wrong, but it, it feels like that movie goes by pretty quick. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a fine film. But, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, 
Me, me on, on any Spider-Man movie other than Homecoming. Like, yeah, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> well, the, no, Spider-Man I'm the exact too, I opposite. No, all right. I, that's not fair. Like, I think I, I'm really hard on those movies because I'm such a big Spider-Man fan. Um, I think the Rami films, like, one and two at least, are really solid movies. Two's one of my favorites. Spider-Man 2, no. I mean, like, Spider-Man 2, like, yeah, like, there are problems to be had with it, but... Nope. <laughs> but, no, but 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 they're they're quibbles, honestly, and I think that's probably one of the strongest. Thema- I just don't like the ending. Thematically speaking, uh, with uh, the whole yeah, the whole wedding thing, the whole wedding crashing. I literally business. would I would have liked to have just left it at like like basically right before all that bullshit, like when it's like it's all kind of whatever, and I would have the post credits or at least mid credits, whatever, be like when Harry finds. Was the there any mid post? No, but yeah. I'm saying I well, like, remember the end. Yeah. Some no, well, thing? I mean, yeah, like the whole thing where like MJ like MJ's be marrying wedding, yeah. uh, Jameson. Yep. Stuff. Okay. It, it, yeah, looking back, it is it's a fairly corny ending and execution. Oh, I literally thought it was a dream sequence when I watched but, it. The yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but to be fair, I mean like the Rama movies are pretty corny, and I and I don't mean that as a detriment because I mean like hey like spider Dick, comic books are corny. Dick, That's fine. Yeah, they don't have to be. But I mean, but like, like Dick Donner's no. Superman, corny as fuck, but it's a classic. And like Spider Man Two, I would still say is thematically one of the strongest superhero movies. We, like I think we put it and I put it in my list. We did a superhero movie list, and I think that was like my. I think at the time, at the time, it was probably the strongest superhero movie ever made. Um, but, but I mean, now we're in 2017, and we have things like Logan 30. and. And and Dark Knight. Haven't seen Logan yet. Oh wow! Well, we're that. probably gonna spoil it a little bit for you. <laughs> oh no no, it's it's okay. All right, it's look. Okay. Here's the thing. We're gonna spoil- Logan dies. <laughs> look, spoilers. Logan is old. Uh, no, I mean, we're probably gonna spoil the entirety of the year 2017 right now. I mean, in fairness, it did Trump already do that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and and a little bit of 2016 as well. Yes, um, and you know, and hey, four more years. Um, yeah, uh, we're gonna spoil the year 2017. There's the cat that Kevin Mills said he wanted to see. That's that's Aww. my cat Gary. Uh, no, I figured we'd do like a little kind of year in review thing. I don't want to do like a standard top ten list because there's three of us and that's gonna take forever. <laughs> and, okay. and also, that's that's not as fun. It's just it's just catching up and talking. Yeah. So I don't know. Does, does anyone want to open right. this up with something from 2017? Because this is something you should have seen that we have seen that we thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, get out. Get out. No. Oh, <laughs> and that was the beginning of the year. I saw that yeah. in March. Yeah, I've, I've had a whole year. I haven't had time. <laughs> uh, I'll get to it. Patrick gave me the Blu-ray. Um, hopefully it's compatible with my HD DVD player <laughs> I, uh, that I've been holding on to for 10 years now. No. Uh, do you still have an HD DVD player? No, I know. No, 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 no. I never got an HD DVD You would have it. No, 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 no. I, I was smart. I waited until uh, the format war was over to start collecting either format. Because I'm not like I'm not gonna buy like a bunch of shit on HD DVD and like oh guess what like, and like <laughs> honestly mess. like like if I had to make if I had to make a an educated guess as to which format would have won it would have been HD DVD because if memory serves HD DVD had more storage uh, and it was it was first I mean yeah. first quote unquote I mean they came out very similar time as far as. Uh, consumer products, but it was announced first, right, and it yeah. was like, this is the wave of, of technology. Yeah, and, and they're like, actually, it's kind of like Laserdisc, but not as big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, I almost bought one because uh, I'm collecting all my old, all any old video game systems. Just got a really dope Atari that I don't mm. think I showed you guys. Mm. You're a um, bitch. <laughs> no, dude, it's so cool. And uh, one of the things was a Xbox 360 with the HD DVD player. And I messaged the guy asking just for the DVD player because I already have three Xbox 360s at home because <laughs> I wanted different versions because every time I see a different Actually, version, uh, I'm like, oh. If it's still there, I was I was in the Salvation Army in town uh, like a couple days ago and they had an Xbox 360 for, I think, fourteen ninety nine. 
Cool. That's a good price. So, yeah, go get it. Yeah. Go I, well, get it. It might be one I already have. I've got the Black Slim, the traditional arcade. Oh, you mean there's actually different, different Xboxes? Yeah. 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 Every time I see a different version, okay. I'm like, is it worth know. the 40 bucks to get <laughs> yeah. another 360? No, the answer is no. I, you know, I'm a PlayStation guy, but PlayStation is kind of doing the same thing now. With like you know well, oh, well now because they have like the PS4 Pro and the PS4 Slim and the PS4 Slim and yeah it's like normal PS4 guys like I'm not gonna buy that again oh I am they got I, I bought <laughs> I bought every version the Xbox One has had so far I had the original the S and the One X and I regret it but I don't care I'm happy I have them uh, though I don't have the original anymore but anyways that's that spiral off of the Get Out thing moral really of the story was yeah bad <laughs> it's not good. I saw that movie out of just happenstance. Me and my buddy were walking the mall, and we were like, we got a few hours to kill. I wonder what's in theaters. Nothing. The only movie playing was Get Out. And I was like, hey, I think this is good. Well, I wanted to see it, because it premiered at Sundance, and I heard really good things about it. And then, like, so I actually wanted to see it in theaters, and I didn't end up seeing it until I saw it through perfectly legal means. Well, I'm, lur- I'm lucky. <laughs> lurky. I'm lucky that uh, the reviews were out and stuff like that, because my buddy Mason I went to see it with, he's a... He's a review snob for everything. Like, if we go out to a, a meal, he'll have to yelp it and make sure that oh, everything's God. good. And if we go to a movie, if he buys a game, he has to make sure the reviews are good. So, anyways, the reviews on that were too I, I never trust customer reviews because, like, like I'll read one that, that like, it makes sense to me. I'm like, oh, I can't buy this because this guy says it's really bad. Mm-hmm. But then I stop and I'm like, wait, like, I need to, like actually consider the, the pathology of someone who feels the need to go to the internet and, and, write, and write about their bad experience so that, like, other people that they've never met can, like, either... Like, I don't even think they care if other people avoid having the same bad experience. They just want those other people to know that they had a bad experience. Well, that's, like, a good example of that is the mic I used to record. I think I was telling you about the review. I bought it. It came out, and since I worked at Best Buy at the time, I got a good discount on it. And I was, like, gun-shy because it was brand new and it was supposed to be their uh, Yeti competitor, their their gaming microphone to record with. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first three reviews, two of them were five stars, is great. The other one is, like, a two-star. And the guy's like, it's a great mic, quality is amazing, but it picks up everything in the room and I don't want that. And I'm like, so the mic's too sensitive? (laughs) But first off, it has knobs that control the sensitivity and I have my turn mad low because it does, come on, because it does pick up, I mean, even the silliest little hum. So you just turn that down and then the mic's perfect. It's like someone who didn't take the time to even pay attention to anything. They just went like, I heard, I heard my cat walking in the background and now I'm pissed. But those kind of reviews are people who Mm -hmm. don't have a valid yeah, you'll see the two stars. Yeah, wait, so, like, so, so, so his nothing. issue is that there's a hum to the mic? No, he's, his issue is it was picking up everything in his room. He had to turn his fan off. He oh, had to well make that, sure his yeah, cat... Yeah, that's just... like, yeah, if you have noise on, microphones pick that up. That's <laughs> yeah. how they I mean, work. Yeah, I mean, granted, like, there's a difference between, like, condenser and diaphragm mics in terms of, like, their range. Like... Like, this is hey, good out. Hey, it's right between this. Yeah, yeah. So, no, all right. So, basically, some mics are built to pick up directly, like, what goes into yes. the into the. And that is the not what this piece. mic is for. Other mics are built to pick up... Noise, ambient noise, just yeah, everything. Yeah, and, and, and when you're recording a record, you have to, you have to decide which ones you want <laughs> for whatever purpose. Yeah. But when you're recording a, your stream or a podcast, you just set it to... What is it? What's the three or four settings? Doesn't matter. The one where it's just directly in front of the mic, and you turn the sensitivity down because you're the only person in front of it talking. Mm. And this kid, or man, or woman, or child, didn't know any of that. They just got really pissy and gave it a low review. Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds like that guy just doesn't know. But that's what I mean about reviews being faulty. Yeah. But yes, yeah, it was awesome. And (laughs) as was Logan. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Logan was... 
I seen Logan was so good. The first five minutes of Logan, yeah, on Christmas Day. Oh my god, man! And it's like, it was cool enough for me to go. I gotta see this movie, but you have to like it's it's just it's one of the best superhero. It might be the best superhero movie I've ever. I seen. I wouldn't go that like, far, but I do thoroughly enjoy it. See, my thing is like I think it might be a stronger movie than Dark Knight, but <laughs> but but <laughs> but I like Batman way more than I like Wolverine. So it's it's kind of like it's. I like them pretty much equally. So to me, I'm kind of. I don't know. I I think. Logan is like I mean because like Dark Knight goes is it's a very traditional superhero movie. And, it's also way too long. And and there are and there are no, it's not. and it, I don't think it's way too long. Um, I, I I think it tricks you because much like you at the perfect length. Thank <laughs> you. No, I think like it's a movie that tricks you because like there's plenty of places where like. Like, oh, this seems like a logical conclusion, but there's 30 more minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know? Well, that's how I felt off topic. That's how I felt of Django Unchained when everyone's like, this movie's amazing. I still think it's Every a, half know, it hour, it's have. a different movie. And, and I'm like, wait, what? What yeah. thing? Like, I do well, think Django, it should have ended like in that whole big bloody shootout. Yeah. Like, it's okay, doing well, the whole hey, going back to the house thing. If, if every, what you said, every how many minutes, it's, it's a different movie? Like 30 minutes. Every 30 minutes. If that is confusing, so I just saw the movie Downsizing recently, and, <laughs> and every okay. every five minutes it's a different okay, movie. Okay, so 2017, that's perfect. I, did, I read your post on Facebook, went to go watch YouTube, yeah, went to go watch the YouTube trailer of it. The trailer, I, I think, is great. Oh, no, I've seen the trailer like 47 it. times. I have no idea what this movie is about, mm-hmm. and then I just got distracted and went about my day, and now we're talking about it. The, no, no, I, the trailer, I think, is great. The premise, I think, is really great. Um, Lay it on me, Daddy. What's the premise? I, I mean, the premise is basically... Okay, it's just the real world, for starters, okay. uh, at least at the inception of the premise, because it's like, look, overpopulation, uh, pollution, like, we've fucked this planet up, and one way to possibly fix the planet is to reduce the amount of trash we're putting out, and how do you do that? You shrink humans. You shrink humans... Oh, so that's such a... <laughs> that's, that's the premise, is, is you shrink humans to be... I think like 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 an eighth of their normal size or something or like an eighteenth or something. I so, so basically, everyone is about an inch tall or like five inch tall. I forget what, what the exact metric is. It's five, but it's five. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so basically, they just they shrink everyone. I've seen the trailer like forty-seven times. So, and I, so yeah. but they, I'm five inches tall. Right. And you're right. So 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 Matt Damon goes. Okay, to, I was gonna say there's someone really big in there. Matt Damon is is in it, and he goes to to have this procedure done with his wife because uh, I mean he's really thinking about, like, like how do we get ahead in, in this life? Like, you know, like, I've been working the same dead-end job for whatever. We're still living in my childhood home. Like, how, like how do we do this? So it's like, it, when you shrink yourself, uh, and when, when they go to the shrinky people, they have, like, a shrinky agent uh, explain, this, guy. explain this to them, and she's just like, you know, well, like, it sounds like a lot of money for the procedure right now, but but that's because you're not adjusting it to, like, like little person dollars. Because... <laughs> Because they're like, oh, right now, your net worth is $151,000, but once you are shrunk down and you consider, like, the cost of living when you're that tiny, your $151,000 ends up being, like, the equivalent of $12 million. It's uh, not how the economy <laughs> works. So, so, so well, because less materials. Yeah. Like, like yeah. So, so everyone is now able to afford, like, these beautiful, like, if it was... You know, made to fit a six foot tall man, then you know this would be a multi million dollar home. Uh, but because it's to but scale. because it's it's because it's basically like a model, like a dollhouse. <laughs> no, it's it's cheap as shit. It's super cheap okay. uh, to live that way. Um, so that's the basic premise. The emotional premise is that Matt Damon goes to have this done, 
And after he has it done, he finds out that his wife bailed on, on it because she got freaked out and left. And so now he is stuck in this world. Okay, you can't undo. Of small, yeah, no, no, it's totally, it's yeah. not reversible. Okay. Uh, so now he's stuck in this world uh, where everything is tiny, and he's stuck this way, and he has to live this way. And the way the trailer is set up, it makes you believe this is going to be a movie about like kind of like you know rediscovering what makes life beautiful and like all the reasons there are to live when. All of the, the reasons that society gave you, like the cookie cutter, like, oh, like my house and my wife and my car, you know, my mm. fine automobile, you know, when you're like in this moment where you're like, this is not my beautiful house. And this is not my beautiful life. When you wake up and you're David Byrne, like how, like how the fuck do you like interact with this world and, and make it work for you? At least that's what the trailer would, would have you believe. Uh-huh. Now the actual movie downsizing, uh, that is not what this movie is about. In fact, this movie isn't about anything and and i and I, I said that i i wasn't sure what justice league was about like like yeah okay there's a group of extraordinary people that come together to defeat aliens like that's what happens but it's not what the movie's about mm-hmm. this is a movie where again like i just even less so than justice league i don't know what the fuck this movie's about because i don't think he is about anything because this is the most aimless movie i've ever seen like scenes just kind of wander into the next and like like you'll start a brand new scene and it has nothing to do with anything else that's happened in this movie so far has nothing to do with anything that will happen from this point on. They'll just like midway through, they just change the plot straight up where, where, where they're like, yeah, we were going for this one thing, but we got bored of it. So now we're going to do this other movie where like, yeah, like everyone's still really tiny, but like, <laughs> but, it's a, but now we're going to Norway, you know, and we're going to like do something else. And now it's like a disaster movie. Now it's, it's so, and it, but it's really weird because like a lot of the comedy lands in this movie, like it is like an enjoyable movie to watch for the humor at least, but it kind of says something about like the way the movie makes you feel because the brand of comedy in this is just like uncomfortability mm-hmm. discomfort okay is an actual word not that other one <laughs> uh, but yeah it's just because like a lot of the humor it's, it's so you... dry and also like it's like there's no it's so devoid of emotion this film and w- when they do try and have an emotional moment it doesn't land and it feels fucking weird it makes you uncomfortable uh, it's just, it's like... Which is weird. That's not what Alexander, Alexander Payne usually does. Right, no, no, it's, and that makes it more baffling. Like, I'm legitimately, like, very fascinated by this movie where I want to research it, I want to learn more about it, I want to learn, like, what Alexander Payne thinks of it, like, what critics think of it. Like, I just, I need, I'm, I'm as fascinated with this movie for being a failure as I would be with, like, a really great movie for being a success because... You're, you're saying you're James Franco making <laughs> I, a disaster kind, out of Like, kind of, but, like, but it's still, like, a different experience because, like, because, like, because you go into the room knowing it's it's gonna be a train wreck and, and you're able to find beauty because of that. Like, I'm not necessarily able to find beauty in this movie for how off it is. It's just, like, I, I've never seen a movie that is this uniquely bad. Like, okay. the room is bad in very concrete ways that are, like, easy to understand. Yeah, everything. If, yeah, no, but but it's, but it's easy. Like, you can look at me like, oh, like, I know why that's fucked up. Because, yeah. like, that's just not how movies work. <laughs> that's not how people But, like, talk. no, but I I have never seen a movie that is as bad as downsizing is in the way that it's bad. Like, I don't really have words for it. And that's why, like, I'm not being sarcastic when I say, like, I, I legitimately want everyone in America and the worldwide to go out and see this movie because, like... I do plan on seeing the news. You know, you should because, like, I really want to pick someone else's mind about it and not just the people I went to the theater with were afterwards like we were all like we stood around like in the lobby for like an hour at midnight just talking about like like, like what just happened like, <laughs> what, what did we just experience like it's 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 worth conversation and not like in a way that like we're making fun of it it's just like I think 
like if you're interested in filmmaking or storytelling or doing anything creative, like I think seeing this movie is like a truly intriguing and educational experience just because it's like I, I didn't realize that the things that this movie does wrong were even things that would occur to someone to do. Like it's it's really it's really fascinating and like I'm sorry to anyone involved in that movie that's <laughs> listening to me right now, but like Son of a like, bitch. Like, I really just want to know what you guys think you were doing. <laughs> what the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> like, and not even in, like, you should know better because, like, this is uncharted territory. This movie is, like, so... Like, it just... It... it entirely... Okay, Kevin's broke. <laughs> no, like, it entirely defies the most basic principles of storytelling, the most basic principles of human emotion. It's just, like... It, like, it practically bends space and time that's so <laughs> fucked up. I mean, I don't even know where to go from there. Something I did actually enjoy about as much as he was baffled by... I told you about it earlier, and I've told you about it before. But Wind River is fucking amazing and, like, the best movie I saw this year. Mm. So I do want to talk about that because nobody seems to know or care about it. Never it's, heard of it's it. It's fantastic. One of the things, I only got it... I, I went Wind River. Wind River. Um, I only went into it literally knowing the bare minimum. I knew it was written and directed by the guy who wrote... Hell or High Water, mm-hmm. Hell in High Water, or uh, Sicario, and um, it was starring Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch. That's all I knew about it. Oh, uh, um, in the woods in one of the scenes of the trailer. That's oh, all I got. I never saw a trailer. That thing is like, um, but I, I just went to see it, and I was just like, it was fucking amazing. Like I was just like, I it was like, it was an empty theater except for like one other guy, and I was just like enthralled. I'm just like, well, holy fuck! Like I was just like. Didn't see that coming at all. Like it's like, and I haven't seen anything as good since. Like, there's been lots of I enjoyed, but like that one, it's just. I have a general distaste for Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I love so Jeremy. I cannot stand I, I the think, man on t- on screen you know, at all. I have weird feelings about him because like whenever I see an interview with him in person, I'm like, oh, he seems fun. But then I see him in a movie, I'm like, oh, this is the most boring man in America. I don't agree. <laughs> I just his born movie is like. It's the only Bourne yeah, movie I've actually yeah. seen all the way through, mm. and I don't know why, because I did not enjoy a minute of it. I, I had well, that no- was the, I think that was like a really weird moment, too, where they're like, oh, we can just make this James Bond, where I'm like, I don't think this is the same kind of franchise where you can just keep changing the actor and like... Yeah. And, well, it's because doing like these Matt didn't want to do it anymore, and they wanted to have that title. Yeah, so, no, no. So, no like, like, Matt didn't want to make downsize it. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was no. The, he did that was the board before he did downside. I was like, because <laughs> uh, he did come I know, back. I, I know, I know, I know. It's for humor, yeah, it's yes, for humor. Yes, yes. Um, I, I do it for the laughs. But what, what do they do? What, what, what are these two? I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you anything. You want to leave it free? Okay. Yes, leave it free. I, I walked into it knowing nothing, so it's better if you know nothing. Okay. But like, basically, the best way I can describe it is basically if you like took like noir and westerns and like mashed them up, like it's that's what you get, and it's okay. it's fucking fantastic. Okay. Um, which actually, I mean. Basically, kind of what Hell or High Water is as well, but uh, I think this is more successful. Um, but yeah, and then like just cause thinking of things that I enjoyed, like the new brand new record, and there was finally a new Glassjaw record for the first time in like fifteen fucking years. The, the, brand new was the first time in like eight years, but like Glassjaw was the first record in like fifteen years, which is fucking insane. I uh, if we're gonna move into music, ju- well, we're not moving in anything, but if we're gonna jump around and music popped up. Uh, this is the first year. I know we talked about this earlier. I know you don't like awards. I get that. That's but this is I don't dislike awards. I just don't care. This is the first year <laughs> a dislike. white man has not been nominated for Grammy of the Year. Or a white oh, singer cool. or cool. any. Yeah, so the only white person in the entirety of that is uh, Lord, the British yeah. lady. Oh, my album? <laughs> yeah, your album. And, uh, no. And uh, then you've got Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love, which I. 
I love that record. Vehemently at first. I, I thought any of these. I was so pissed <laughs> off and then I listened to it like three more times. Still didn't like it. Gave it a few months, and now it's one of my favorite albums. Yeah, right. uh, Kendrick Lamar's "Damn," which we were just listening to, which is what I hope wins. Mm. And I don't remember the other two. Oh, Jay Z's "444," which is trash. I haven't listened. It, I haven't listened to Jay Z since Kingdom Come. I don't know how it even got on. Like this is one of those moments where you're just like, oh, okay, he's popular, so he gets an award. Like right. it has critical, eh? <laughs> it has like audience, eh? And it, I think it only went like. Platinum, which is a big deal, but for someone who is constantly getting double, triple platinums, everything they do, you're like, oh, okay, so this one dropped. And yet, it's like the front runner for Grammy, so I get where the bullshit... Mm. But Awaken My Love is, is probably awesome. my favorite album of the year, and then Damn is, you, you Damn is the it. one I hope I win. Listen, listen to the <sighs> Machine, there was an episode where basically I talked about Awaken My Love, and then like... I was defending it and Kevin <sighs> shitting all over it, and then now he's just like best album of the year. He uh, to win every I hated fucking award possible. So much at first because <laughs> it 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 did the thing that happens whenever an artist tries to reinvent themselves, and it caught me off guard. And I was like, no, like you're you. Childish was on pace of just making consistently better and better hip hop albums and becoming more and more well known for his hip hop. Like yeah. it was no longer. Danny Glover is doing rap. It's Not Danny Glover. Donald Glover. Because <laughs> that would be pretty cool, that too. Would be um, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I would buy, like, six copies of that record. It was, I would never uh, it was no longer Donald Glover making music. It was Childish that would, that would be like That would be like the return of Bruno of hip-hop records. <laughs> Danny Glover. He doesn't know what that means. Uh, yeah. Bruce, so, Willis so, Bruce Willis made a little rock and roll joint. Uh, no, I know that. Uh, and he's playing the pool cue in the music yes. video. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, that one, is, that's the thing. I don't want none of that. <laughs> that is. Um, uh... So I was just like sh- sh- shocked that it wasn't what I wanted. Redbone was phenomenal from the get go, but that was the only song I was willing to cope with, and everything else I just thought was dumb. And I still think he pushed it a little too far with songs like California. Just weird and but in general, one of my favorite soul records my, ever. Yeah, it's my favorite. <clears throat> I actually like. I heard this song on the radio the other day. I, I had a real like whirlwind of emotions with this mm-hmm. song because so it's this song called uh, it's by this band called New Beat Fund. It was called No Type, and I was like, this is a really cool fucking song. So then I get home and I go to YouTube to find this band. I'm like, fuck. They're like a really generic, shitty jam band, and this is the only good song they have because it's a cover. And it's is a, it a cover of a Ray Shremmerd song? It is. Oh, I but, love that song. But well, I, I I didn't have any feelings towards the original just because it's like not my kind of style. But yeah. but then but then they turn it into my style. It's like this somehow when a jam band covers like a weird mainstream rap song, it becomes like this weird like. You know, like kind of like the Pixies, but with like a little more of a groove. You know, and it's like, it, and there's like these really cool like lead guitar lines in it. There's like great melodies, which is like really interesting because the original song is like kind of anti melodic. Okay, you know, that. yeah, you know. Do they try to use the the same sound from the original, like in the background at least, or do they um, just use the words? Do they just take the words? Uh, yes and no. Like the song opens up with with a sample that's kind of looping in the background, okay. but. As the song goes on, your ears move away from it. I'll, I'll play it for you after okay. we're done recording. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it really is like a great track. Ray Ray Shremmerd is one of those uh, bands. They actually their new album came out this year, and it was incredibly fun. I'm not gonna. It, it wasn't like great. It got good reviews as far as like hip hop goes, but um, they're one of the groups I actually really like because they're two brothers, well, best friends, but they call each other brothers, so now everyone calls them brothers. Um, who 
were just in Atlanta where they grew up and just making, going to like every, like 15 year old kids going to every college party and just playing. Like whether the people wanted them there or not, they were just playing. Oh, wow. And they did this it's over like and over life. until, yeah, except theirs caught on. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's yeah. not, hey, man. Not what I meant. Um, I've been on tour. <laughs> yeah. Go on another tour. Uh, in June. They did it over and over until they got to bigger and bigger shows, bigger and bigger shows. And, uh, oh, not that. Not all right. I'm gonna make an aside. Uh, not the tour you're thinking. Of. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm. I'll announce it now on the air. I'm now a touring member of Marco Polio. Oh wow! Fair so so uh, we're gonna do a tour in June, and um, I will be on bass. Alicia will play uh, whatever, since she can play anything. I don't, I don't know if the plan is keys or strings. Um, and then Sam Egan on drums, and uh, Kevin Lewis, the other guitar player, on guitar. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And Matt Hall still? And obviously okay. Matt Hall still. <laughs> well, you say obviously, but he was in Comrade Nixon. That was, I think, his band. That he was on anymore, well, but, so. but, but that wasn't, like, but that wasn't, like, his band, his band. Like, if there's any single band that Matt Hall is in that wouldn't be able to happen without him, it's Marco Polio. Because Marco Polio is essentially just his, like, singer-songwriter type stuff. Uh, where, like, you know, like, he's the only person that needs to be there for it to be Marco Polio. It's, it's kind of like his No More Death Stars, almost, you know? Because it's, like... Because, actually... Uh, I played a show in Burlington like a couple of weeks ago uh, with the Mess, and Matt opened for us as Marco Polio, but he did this really cool like stripped down version of him uh, of it, where it was him playing an electric guitar, um, Alicia on her little synth iPad mm. thingy, and then uh, and then uh, Austin, who's uh, like Kristen Matt's girlfriend, her brother, uh, he was playing like a weird like. It was like a MIDI accordion. It was like it was like a cross between like a synth and an accordion. It was really wild, but uh, it looked wild at least. It sounded just like a normal accordion, but it, but, <laughs> but, but, it, but it was like, what is this weird? He's got an accordion with like blue LEDs coming out of it, like. Uh, but yeah, but but this will be a more rocking version of that Oops, when we go in June, and I think we're still booking it. So like, I don't want to jinx anything, but the plan is within eleven days we're going to go. All the way from Plattsburgh, New York, to New Orleans and back. Hmm. It's I planned a route for us, and it's pretty ambitious. It's like three to four hundred miles of driving a day. Whew. It's but it, it's what has to happen <laughs> to to you know to hit New Orleans and back because New Orleans you have to figure it has to be the halfway point, not the end point. Yes. Because so we need to make it basically we need to make it from Plattsburgh to New Orleans within like four or five days, mm-hmm. and then we have like another four days to get from there to Baltimore, and obviously there's shows happening mm-hmm. yeah. every night in this, and then we'll play in Baltimore, and then, like, the next day, like, drive back up to New York. So it'll be crazy, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Fair enough. I, yeah. love, I love that band, so it's, it's cool to, like, be able to play those songs. Indeed. But, but you know, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I oh! You <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I just, yeah. It's sorry. cool. It's cool. I'm just a guest. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you know, so, you know, hey, look, sometimes you, you gotta plug. You gotta. Sometimes you gotta plug. You gotta. Uh, self-promotion gets you there. MarcoPolio.bandcamp.com All I was saying was, so they, yeah, they played all these shows and eventually someone's at one of these because they were all, uh, how do you say it without being racist? Uh, Really, (laughs) inner inner city parties. uh, We're not that kind of show. Inner city parties. So let's switch topics now. Um, And someone's family member was... Show the no hate zone, my friend. (laughs) Someone's, uh, Family member was a, a producer of some sort, and he pushed them on, and so on and so forth, and they made it big, and uh, and that's just a cool story, you know, people just persevering, whatever. But what I really yeah, like sure. is uh, everyone only likes the one guy, 
his name is uh, Sway Lee. Mm-hmm. He's the one. He's featured on other people's songs all the time. He does every yeah, chorus. I know that name. And he raps a lot. And his brother, Slim Jimmy, is his name. Everyone, like, his raps are way worse. His voice is awful and whatnot. But What's there the was outcast, a then? It's a, uh, kinda, yeah. that was a really liked, and then nobody cared about Big Boy. Kinda. I mean, I think Big Boy was way better than Slim J, but, uh... And then, as it went on, so there's a bunch of interviews out there where they're like, why, you know... They keep asking Sway, why aren't you trying any solo work? Like, why aren't you doing solo work? And he's like, are you kidding me? This is my brother. So they're like the Rough Riders, the 21st. Yeah, so then he, <laughs> they, they, they'll single out... <laughs> like, yeah, totally. They'll single out Slim, and he'll be like... Uh, they'll ask him, you know, how do you feel about Sway being kind of like the front lead? He's like, hey, whatever he tells me to do, I do. I don't mind if he becomes the face of it. I'm just here for the ride. And I just really appreciate that they're like, no matter what, they're going to do it together, at right. least for now. Eventually, you know, something's going to happen. But yeah, for now, it's not does. just like about the money. They're just like, hey, we're going to make music together. And yeah. who, regardless of who you like, we're just going to keep doing that's it. That's cool. No, I mean, that's, that's admirable for like music that's happening on that scale, you know, because so much like mainstream hip hop has just become about like kind of vanity. Yeah. You know? Talk it, about your chains and, art, you yeah. know, it's been that way for the past like 10 years. It's just talk about how much money you have and how many yeah, women yeah. you get. And then cool. Yeah. yeah 2000s yeah, sure, hip hop yeah. really like, yeah, especially like the whole crunk stuff, like yeah. Lil John and all that yeah. and yeah. Yeah. twins. And so yeah. when they are able to keep the like mentality of we're gonna make this music anyways we're not being produced by someone and if you don't like part of it well then listen to the part you do I mean no it's it's, at least in ethos it sounds like exactly what hip hop always was at it's onset which was just punk rock you know yeah it's it's the same basic idea it's just like hey the world's fucked up I don't want it to be this way I'm gonna do my thing yeah I'm gonna make my music and have fun you can talk trash at him but he's gonna be on every song so you better get used to it yeah 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 and that's cool I I appreciate it yeah no it's I mean yeah cause it seems like it's interesting because like I think like I mean I've I've compared hip hop to punk a lot in the past but something I don't think I've ever said out loud is really like it, it seems like for a lot of these like kind of impoverished like black communities it was like hip hop was intended to be the alternative like the other thing you could do other than like you know falling in line and and becoming part of this just like cycle of like poverty and crime and violence yeah. uh, at a certain point shifted gears sports yeah well but at a certain Everyone point at a certain point like i think like in the 90s or something like once people started to catch on to it and it started to get like the gangsta thing like yeah. it's almost like freestyle it, battling became a real thing when people right. would just rap against yeah, each other but like, it, this like, is silly it shifted, but it works it shifted gears yeah, from yeah. being like yeah. the alternative to it like also gave you kid rock <laughs> so yeah. you got that kind of but, way that you know what I mean like it, it like it shifted gears from being like the alternative to, to like that kind of you know mm-hmm. like dark path to being like an extension of it and it's, it's like I mean in a lot of ways the same thing happened with punk rock where like you know like I think punk rock was intended as a way to give like you know I mean it wasn't explicitly white kids, but it ended up being largely white kids. I yeah. mean, obviously, like, Bad Brains was a thing, and then there's, you know, the band Death. Like, there were there were a lot of, like... Oh, I know these. Yeah. yeah like, 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 like... like <laughs> no, but, you know, like, 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 I mean, there were plenty of people of color doing punk, but, like, it ended up being kind of a white guy thing. Yeah. Uh, for better or worse. And, but, like, I, so, I, I think at the onset, it was, like, this, um, kind of, like, alternative, uh choice to falling victim of the pitfalls of like white society which may not necessarily be like crime and poverty and violence in some instances i'm sure it was mm-hmm. you know like in I'm, there's plenty of like primarily white inner city areas but like 
But also, I mean, if you want to make it like a totally white thing, it's like, well, it's either this or uh, go with my parents to the fucking Republican convention and see Ronald <laughs> Reagan in person, like, you know. I love being a lawyer. But, yeah. <laughs> I can be a lawyer or I can be a crust. Okay, so you're both drinking some of these. I talked about wrestling for a second. It happened this year. You win. <laughs> yes. That's cause... true. People did wrestle this year. Because yeah. <laughs> this year there was three Omega Okada matches, all yep. of them classic. Yep. One of them being given six stars, even though I, don't, I still think that's ridiculous. Um, well, yeah, wasn't it like the second that was given six no, stars? No, the first ever that was given six stars. Okay. They, they were like, we need a new scale. I'm just like, okay, first of all, five stars doesn't exist because perfection doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But like, whatever. Um, Perfection's a perception, right? Actually, I thought you were saying because I saw, I saw a t-shirt where it was just like a plain white tee that a guy drew the Bullet Club logo on <laughs> with a Sharpie and then he wrote in Sharpie, Budget Club. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Um... <laughs> But yeah, well yeah, it's also the year that fucking Bullet Club took over the world. Shield came back, baby. Yes, that's also a thing. Yeah, that's a huge deal because that's all I know well, the about thing, wrestling. Well, the only thing though, the thing the Shield thing was that it it suffered a lot just by virtue of the fact that like you're talking about FX is the Shield coming back from yes, the season, I wish. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Chickless is back. <laughs> but no, but basically it suffered because the, their first big return match was like basically the whole reason they did the TLC pay review early was purely to do the Shield reunion thing. And then when Roman Reigns got sick, so they ended up uh, putting Kurt Angle in there. And then it was like, so really, it took a while to actually get a proper Shield reunion going. But, because um, then, like, after, like, recently Ambrose got hurt, and it's just, like, this whole thing where basically, like, putting the Shield back together apparently is the worst <laughs> thing you could have done. Because all of them, just, except for Seth Rollins, actually remained healthy. Because, so, God bless him. So he's back now. Because I remember this yeah. year was also the broke his leg and the no, no, the, well, yeah, he didn't break it. Or... He, yeah, he, he blew out his knee again um, right before Mania. But in, like, he actually got it better in, like, two months. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, it's also the year Bullet Club took over the world because, like, they become, like, the biggest selling shirts in Hot Topic and, like, they can't keep them. That's how you know you demand. made it. Yeah. They're, they're bigger than Rick and Morty, bigger than any comic book shit, like that. No, no, I'm just saying Hot Topic. As I'm in, just saying okay, in general. Okay, all right, fair. I can't <laughs> argue. Well, you know, I mean, that's how you know you've made it when you sell the most <laughs> t-shirts to Hot Topic. That's true. I, I'm just saying, it's, 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 it's impressive for, like, any kind of wrestling thing to be the biggest no, selling it, thing in... For sure. In a store that's built on, like, fucking... 14-year-old girls. Scene, scene kids, yeah, yeah, which is still a thing for some reason. Well, there you go. Um, so that is impressive. Yeah, I mean, for all the 2000s purposes. are going strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Particularly in an area like this, where I think we're kind of like all stuck in 2002. You know, like, you roll up to the gas station, the guy that looks like he's really into new metal locks out. <laughs> Someone caught me off guard in the mall uh, two days ago. I was picking up my buddy. Some... Looked like they like new metal. <laughs> he, he, okay, so I couldn't tell how old this kid was, but I swear to God he was like 11 or 12. Like, it seemed like to me. I could be completely wrong. Had... The sides and back shaved, so he had like a, a thicker mohawk. It was like up, like maybe, maybe yeah, oh, know, like a, a Mr. third, a, Mr. a third T on each side. Yeah, like a, yeah. a little bit thicker than a Mister T thing, and it was uh, like eighties hair metal fluffed. Like so, it was oh, a wow. it was a rat's nest just all over the place. Huh. But it lo- he did it on purpose. It wasn't like matted or anything. It was just, yeah, yeah. Uh, wearing a, cool kid. a black shirt with all these chains that were like ripped in and hanging on it. Was that superhero from the 1990s? The, so, so, <laughs> no. it, so it was it was a trip shirt. <laughs> it, yes. Not trip pants, but a trip uh, shirt. He had the pants, the wallet with the chain and uh, all the cargo pockets and then these huge ass, you know, the leather uh, commander boots that come up to here with all the buckles. Did, did any of his clothing have like a monster energy drink logo? No, no, no branding at all. It was just black everything. Uh, hair he had was... very tiny feet. Could Rob Liefeld have been a tall I don't think so. <laughs> his hair was dyed black, like everything, head to toe. And uh, he just walked with that grimace. His hair kind of covered the right side of his eye and stuff, and he just walked with grimace. And I, 
I got caught off guard thinking it was like a 2000s goth kid. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Is this back in? And he didn't pay attention to nothing. You could hear him walking my way because those boots weighed like 40 yeah. pounds. Well, I, clearly that uh, kid saw an episode of Buffy and like was really fixated on the extras. It well, we discussed <laughs> Buffy and The Shield in the last 10 seconds. We're really happy. But go ahead. <laughs> but I, I don't know. We, we I think this year, it, it started a few years ago, but the whole 90s kid thing that will never go away, apparently. This well, year seemed... I want to hear it in a second. This year seemed incredibly heavy on nostalgia. Like, but just shoving yeah. nostalgia in your face. I think I think nostalgia is always heavy, but I think these things happen in 20-year cycles. And I think for this cycle, right, because the 90s were 20 years ago, yeah. I think for this cycle, I think we, like, people our age are more sensitive to it or more um, just aware of it. Sentimental? Well, because... Like, that that was our decade. Like, that's mm-hmm. when we were growing up. And mm-hmm. so, like, all these things that are coming back, it's like, oh, like, I grew up on that. And, yeah. like, that was, like, you know, like... Yeah, like, that, when are that they going to re-release That was Pogs. our, like... That's you know, what I want. Yeah, that was, like, our middle school, high Pogs. school experience, you know? <laughs> Wait, so, you have Pogs still? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but because if you look at... Because the, the, the place where I really notice it is, like, in the music world that I'm involved in because... Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of these indie rock bands, um, they're often just a combination of, like, what you typically think of when you think of indie music, quote-unquote indie music, but then mashed up with, like, music that's, at the point that it's released, 20 years old, you know? Like, mm-hmm. in, like in the 2000s, there was, like, definitely, like, an 80s thing going on, where there was a lot of, like, uh, a lot of indie bands were messing with synthesizers and, um, you know, like like that kind of stuff, like, uh, like more produced kind of stuff, you know, um, you know, like a band like Animal Collective, like, or, or at least the version of Animal Collective, like, got super fucking popular and favorite, you know, it was, it was very, like, synth heavy, it was very, like, poppy and, you know, whatever, and now we're in the 2010s and it's, it, it was like, I really, like, I think 2009 was the year where everyone started to shift all of a sudden, um, towards this more like kind of back like a back to basics like plug in and play rock and roll thing where like it's okay if you fuck up mm-hmm. which was like a big thing with like 90s because yeah, because yeah, I mean yeah especially with Nirvana and just like this kind of whole thing in the 90s that happened where it was like this weird combination of like they finally figured out how to mix stadium rock and like punk rock ethos and what you got was like Nirvana mm-hmm. and a bunch of other bands that weren't as good as Nirvana uh, like Pearl Jam. Soundgarden. Yeah. Yeah, I keep hearing, and this is off topic of 2017, but I I watch those Watch Mojo lists, like, consistently. <laughs> and uh, every now and again, I'll, I'll get stuck on a genre, and recently it was a rock music binge, and, like, every single list put Pearl Jam as the second best, like, rock They're grunge not band. even... I, I really, I don't like the 2000s. Like, in, like, in, uh, I'm not going to say I hate Pearl Jam, but I don't. I don't, I don't like it. Pearl Jam. Like, I, I, no, I, I don't like they it. Put above, like, you know, you, Jam, they put them above, you know, they put them above Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots. And above those, 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 those are also bands that I'm like... I like Alice in Chains. I, I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I don't like the new version without Lane Staley. I understand why people like it, but I don't really care. I like it. You know. But I... I just feel weird when Pearl Jam keeps getting to the top. Also, I love Pearl Jam. I'm yeah. not going to hate on them, but I just, I don't feel that, maybe I just don't remember them well because I was such a child still, Right. people put them at the, the absolute top and I don't get it. Well, because it was kind of like the Hogan Savage thing where like Nirvana was like there, mm-hmm. and then it was like they were the, kind of like the like, re- almost there, yeah. but not quite there guys. Yeah, and, <laughs> and plus two, it's like, 
you know, like Nirvana had such a short-lived career. Like they only put out three studio albums. Mm. Most people only know one or two of them. Mm. You know, um, they were the biggest thing in the world, but only for a couple of years, and then and they died. Mm. You know, and like when something like that happens, there's there's a power vacuum, and it opened up. And I mean, it, like like the best explanation I've ever heard for why the band Bush exists. You know, because uh, Bush, I mean, like you listen to them, you're like, oh wow, it sounds a lot like Nirvana, but like not as. It's funny. Authentic, I, never heard, you know? I never heard Nirvana and Bush. I always heard them as different things. I, well, I, mean, I thought they I were mean, particularly good. I just never really. I, I mean, I heard them as like one of the many bands that sounded similar at the time. Right. I mean, but, no, they, they definitely sound so like like Gavin's voice is like fucking. It's eerily close to Kurt, but um, but I mean, like the best explanation I've heard for that band before, like why you would sign a band like that, is is basically uh, the cat's doing something crazy. But basically, like with Bush, it's just like, okay, here's a band that has a similar sound and aesthetic to Nirvana, but unlike Nirvana, they're not afraid to be rock stars. They're not afraid to go to a photo shoot. They're not going to, like, freak out and do a bunch of heroin and, like, fall off the map for three days because they can't deal with the stress of stardom because these guys want to be stars, mm-hmm. you know? And ultimately, I think that's a reason why Bush only has, like, one and a half good albums, you know? I, I only know the song Glycerin, and I don't even like it. I, 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 I actually I, I like that I like song, that song I like that song but it's corny as fuck and it's, well, yeah. it's really like goofy to like it <laughs> but no but I mean I think there's like a lot of good songs on their first record and the second record uh, the single is great uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah like they're just whatever it's it, you know bands like that from that era they're a dime a dozen you know it's, yeah. it's, it's like the screaming trees it's like at a certain point it was just like um they were pulling these bands out of their assholes. By them, I mean, like, the record industry. They're like, this band is, like, Nirvana mixed with this other thing. And in the case of Screaming Trees, it's like, here's what happens when you mix Nirvana with the Grateful Dead. And, like, you know, like, for a second, like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Never thought of that. Like, that's a pretty cool idea. But then, you know, like, you listen to the record a second time, you're like, all right, I get it now. I don't really (laughs) need to do this anymore. (laughs) That was fine. That was, that was, Uh, like, you know, it's like, it's like you're, like, a, like a small child. Like, like, you see that moment in a baby's eyes when they finally figure something out and it stops being fascinating to them, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that moment where they're like, oh, just because you're covering your face with your hands doesn't mean you're not here anymore. Like, <laughs> like you can just tell, like, when you're playing with it, like, you can see the exact moment when a kid figures out the peekaboo trick, and yeah. they're just like, oh, I... Got it. And now you can fuck off, because yeah. <laughs> I, I need to lay on my back and shit my pants, so... <laughs> uh, another thing to point, which you guys probably haven't heard at all, is this was arguably the worst year for rap music ever. So, like, if you, like... Not hip hop, specifically rap music, because the radio stuff. Like you might have heard of, heard the names, but um, like uh, Lil Uzi Vert, have nope. you heard his name? Nope. <laughs> uh, Lil Yachty. Yeah, I have heard yeah, Lil okay. Yachty. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Young Thug. There's yeah. Yo Gotti. There's YG, which are different guys. <laughs> uh, there's and then so that's like the radio stuff, which is trash, and it's called mumble rap for a reason. And I can still find something in it, even if it's not quality, it's just entertainment, I can still find something in that music where I'm just like, alright, cool, the beat sounds fine, and I can drive while I'm listening right, to this, whatever. Yeah. Now there's this new section of, you know, with internet stardom growing and, like, your ability to get YouTube views will get you money, there's these rappers, like, this guy named um, Lil Pump, uh, there's this guy <laughs> named... That guy's not going there's anywhere. There's a guy named 69, who has oh, 69 God. tattooed on his cheek. Oh, man, yeah. That's... His entirety of his upper torso, from his ribs to the top of his chest. Where, where do they discover that guy? Like a BuzzFeed listicle of, like, and, a bad tattoos? Well, so them and this guy, Lil Uzi Vert, they're, and Lil Yachty, they're this, like... They've all got dreads, or long hair of some sort, and it's dyed 
any sorts of neon bright colors. They've all got grills again. Grills are coming back now, which is unfortunate. <laughs> and they're all head to toe tattoos. Mm. And the, so tactured, huh? <laughs> the yeah, the the music that these YouTube people are putting out and getting millions of views, I I, I can't fathom. Like I, I get my Kevin Cardinal on where I'm just like, how could people enjoy this? And no, I mean I understand how people enjoy. Nope, things, nope. But... Listen to this music. Yeah. So you'll show me. You'll show I, me that cover. I will say. I will say this about rap in 2017. I'm really digging this fashion statement of tiny pants, giant shirt. <laughs> That's been Kanye like, for the past. Five. Like, like he's I, a trendsetter. I, I kind of feel like, like, look. I don't care if you wear tight clothes. I don't care if you wear baggy clothes. But like. Just commit to one of the other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nothing looks more awkward to me than, like, a big top with tight pants or a tight top with big pants or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think a tiny top with big pants might be more awkward because now, I don't know, like, there's something very, like, 2003 about that. <laughs> um, I really like uh, the fact that hip-hop style no longer has a style. Fair so, yeah. like, a few years ago, it was yeah. the button-up shirts all the way to your neck with, like, tropical prints and skinny yeah, right. jeans. And now, years before that, it was the fucking Adidas well, head-to-toe and the chains. And that. Now it's just like, oh, they're wearing jeans and a shirt. I think, well, right. I think, Got it. no, that's, de- that's, too, defi- yeah. no, that's yeah. definitely cool. I think it's interesting because, like, for a long time, I feel like there was, uh, like, a very like, distinct line in the sand between, like, this is what you dress like if you're into hip-hop, this is what you dress like if you're into rock and roll. But now it's kind of like, yeah. they've kind of mixed yeah. and there's there's more, like, it's less like we're just wearing uniforms and more like... We're just wearing clothes. That's <laughs> yeah, we're wearing clothes that make us feel comfortable and, yeah. and we think make us look good. Like, that's the way it should be. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. But yes, comics? Oh, yeah, yeah, comics! Let's, yeah, let's move on to... First year in my life I've collected comics, yeah. aside from yeah, trades. You know, of... I, I bought trades randomly, but this year I've really dove in. <laughs> we, we broke your sweet little comic cherry this year. I, dumped, I jumped <laughs> full, full on. I, I just spread it, and I was like, let's figure out what we can find what's, in here. What's the best comic you read this year? It doesn't have to be a comic that came out this year. Just the best thing you've read. Oh god, you might break him. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. like, what's the one thing? Like, like, just you don't even have to think about it. Just like, if I say comics, the first thing, like, you're like, holy shit, like this changed my life. So, uh, first thing that pops into my head is Doomsday Clock, but I'm not going to say that because it's still so young. And issue yeah, yeah, two yeah, made yeah, me feel weird. Did you read two? We're not going to talk about. I it haven't. Cause... I haven't okay. read two yet because okay. I'm waiting for it to come in. The yeah, mail. we're not going to talk about it. But issue two made me feel not bad, but I was just like, okay, this is. It's supposed to be yeah. weird and unjarring, and it did that for me. So, that's what pops in my head. Right. But there's two things that tie to the top: metal and the White Knight. What do you feel about the about the most recent? Oh, I, I, all right. So I haven't read Hawkman Found yet, but other than that, I'm all because that came out yesterday. Mm. Other than that, I'm all up to date. Uh, Hawkman Found. Yeah, ha- tie in. Yeah, ha- Hawkman Found is a tie-in. So you read Metal Four? I read Metal Four. Where they reveal you know how Metal Four ended. Turner yep. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. You have kind of like a weird like Barbados Hawkman. Thing. Kind of like monster. Yeah, uh, like, he, like, he, like, he's like, like a Hawkman. <laughs> like, like his name is Bill Hawkman. A, a giant Hawkman. Uh, no, there's a giant Hawkman. He's a Hawkman. A giant hawk. He's a man that's also a hawk. Uh, no, he's like yeah. But uh, I, I had a really weird time reading Metal Four. See, he's there with I, me. I, We're right on the I, same I, like, I, I didn't like it as much as the other issues. Like. Because I, I know it's been said that, like, originally DC... Oh, like Kevin. Originally, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going, like, Eastern like style. Uh, <laughs> oh, if anyone's wondering what we're doing, we're, we're rearranging into, into, into comfy positions. Um, no, so, like, I know that at the onset there was this whole thing where, like, I guess DC wanted Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo to call metal, like, you know... Dark crisis. Yeah. They wanted it to be a crisis. Um, mm-hmm. 
and like you know like I got it I was like okay like I, I get it because it, it's like the other crisis books in that you know it's this kind of like multiversal uh, threat. like yeah threat and, and like this warping of like space and time mm-hmm. um reading DC Dark Knight Metal 4 mm-hmm. I really felt like I was reading the original Infinite Crisis and I love Infinite Crisis and right no I Infinite Crisis Infinite Crisis is like if you were a fan of comics of course you like it like like I'm not gonna say I don't like Infinite Crisis, but it, that is a fucking insane book to read. It's an insane book to read because you have these things where, like, you know, like people literally show up for a single panel in this 500-page book, just you know, so you, you can get the reaction, and then you never that person fucks off, and presumably they die off camera because like, everyone dies. You know, uh, Infinite Crisis is really like it's it's more efficient as a comic event than it is as a story. Uh, because, like, if you're looking for, like, a story with, like, these, like, uh, monumental character-defining moments and, like, th- these kind of real gems of, like, human emotion, like, you're not necessarily going to get that from Infinite Crisis, but that's not what it has to do, so it's fine. Like, it, it did exactly what that book had to do, and, you know, and, like, I-, I could never imagine that, like, handing that book to, like, a young comic book fan, like, someone who is maybe, like, a teenager right now or, like, younger, like, just starting to get into it, like, you had to be there. You had to be there. That's fair. Um, and even, like, we weren't really there. Like, we were, like, there, but we weren't, like... I mean, I read all the, like, the, like, the lead-up books and everything, so I, I knew what was going on. When you were one? I was at one when... Oh, I mean, oh, Christ and Infant Earth is what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, right, okay. yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, no, <laughs> I meant Crisis on... No, yeah, no, sorry, not Infant Crisis. So there's uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. It's Crisis on Infinite Earth. Crisis. And Final Crisis. Final Crisis. Crisis. Yeah. Okay. This okay. would have been Dark Crisis. It would have been Dark Crisis. <laughs> so, so Metal Four, continue with. Um, no, so it felt a lot like Crisis on Infinite Earths, just in that, like, it was just so bonkers, insane. Where like, there's so much on the table. There's mm-hmm. so much going on. It's it's like when you go over to your friend's house when you're like five, and he's like, and here's my Hulk Hogan doll, and here's my Batman doll, and here's my Superman, and here's my Spiderman. And now they're all gonna fucking play together. <laughs> like, no, you're mixing the universes. Uh, you know, like. Well, so it, it was a, it's a little bit like that. So I asked Patrick what he meant by saying it was bizarre, and. This whole time reading metal, I've been anticipating for what Scott Snyder kept talking about over and over again at every panel we went to, whenever metal came up. He's like, they gave me free range to bring in any characters I wanted from the past, what, what did he say, like 30 or 40 years? Basically, anything um, since Infinite Crisis. Any, char- Crisis Infinite, sorry, any character I want, I can bring in, and basically, I can do whatever I want. Remember, he talked about yeah. uh, Baby Darkseid being so insane, and yet everyone kind of like, just let it happen. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Baby Darkseid makes no fucking sense, but just <laughs> let it happen. And I never got that the first three medals. Mm. The tie-ins are all awesome for their own things, but that the first three medals felt like a very solid story of, hey, you're right. fucked. And each one got gloomier and gloomier. Yeah. Like, at, at the end of first, I was like, how could they get out of this? At the end of two, I was like, oh my god, at the end of three, <laughs> with Superman being trapped, what is going on? And four didn't fix that at all, but four took it to the insane. Oh, wait till you reach Final Crisis. No, no, I I mean, no, like, there there is stuff in Metal 4 that really works for me, like, all of the Batman-Superman segments where they're trying to, like... That was awesome. Like, they're trying to escape from, from, uh, like, the Dark Universe. Yeah. Um... Like that's He's got the, the ring. And, what, what did he call that? He he had a term for his gauntlet that had the different types of kryptonite in it. When he starts beating the shit out of. Oh uh, right, and I'm like, that's just an infinity gauntlet. Yeah, that's all it was. That's all I thought of. It was. Yeah, I was like, oh, so Batman has the infinity gauntlet that will kill any Kryptonian now. Yeah, <laughs> all right, gotcha. 
No, no, th- no. That was cool. Where Batman reveals that he he keeps every kind of kryptonite in his glove, and he's like, I don't even know what some of these do. <laughs> I've forgotten, you know. But I got him. But but I got him. They'll fuck you up. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, and, but also like, there's just great like really human stuff in there where like Batman kind of like loses his will to fight. Yeah. And you know, he's all like old and decrepit now because from his perspective, he's been trapped in the dark universe for like. 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so he's uh, he's all old and shit. He's a seven-year-old man. Uh, I would put Batman at 40, it's, so he's it's, a seven-year-old It's man. funny because they made him old, but then in the Dark Knight Returns universe, at the end of Dark Knight 3, they make Batman young again because he dips in the Lazarus pit. Makes so, sense. So, 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 so now uh, Frank Miller's Batman in, in that universe is back to being like 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, 25, 30. Which is fucking hilarious. That was the whole point of Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Said, like, so he could like, have an aged Batman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and that's like one of the things in that series that actually got me like excited. Though at the same time, like, that's crazy! Yeah, it's no, the opposite it, of everything! And then, uh, yeah, then you end up with fucking All-Star again. <laughs> and yeah. then, who's but, laughing now? But, um... <laughs> No, but I mean, like, there is, like, this really great moment back in Metal 4 where, you know, like, Bruce has kind of, like, lost his his will to fight and, and he's lost his ability to hope, you know, um, and Superman being, like, the, the beacon of hope uh, is able to talk enough sense in and be like, well, think about your family, think about your kids, like, think about all of this. Like, you know, and he's able to give him the emotional tools he needs to, to find his fight again and be like, no, you're right, like, there is something to hope for, and, like, you know. And it's cool, because it's just, it's one of those classic moments where, you're like, you understand why you need Batman and Superman. You can't just all the time be like, Batman's cool, Superman sucks, or, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, because they, they need each other. Yeah, and no, they I've, would, I've been they, that argument before, yeah. You know? Uh, like, I think one without the other, like, they would give up after a certain point, because, you know, it, it's like, it's like any time you have like, two greats in a particular field. I mean, this happens in music all the time, where, like, you know, you might have, like, two bands where, you know, like people might be like, oh, Beatles versus Stones, or, like, or like that kind of thing, yeah. or, like, Blink-22 and Green Day, or, like, it doesn't matter, like, what it is, like, as long as it's two things that are similar enough, but still doing their own thing in a distinct way that's that's theirs, like, those two things are going to influence each other. It's, it's, like, the whole thing with, like, uh, you know, like, the Beatles made Sgt. Pepper's because... Paul McCartney heard Pet Sounds, mm-hmm. and then Brian Wilson heard Sgt. Pepper's, and he was like, well, now, now we need to top that, and we need to go make Smile, and then, like, that didn't quite pan out, but, yeah. like, but, st- but you know, still, it's, you know, it's... But, you know, I, mean, I, I, know I, I like I like every issue of Metal Silver, that was, like, the one I think, the way I said it to you, is, like, the whole thing is less like a comic book and more like a series of fucking, like, Iron Maiden covers, and I'm just like... This is fucking weird. Yeah, four is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think because, like, now it's... They're at that critical point that all comic book events come to, which is the midway point where yeah. you're like... You know, and, and more than that, like, there's only two more issues of this. It's only a six-issue series, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has... At that point... The darkest like, before the dawn. Yeah, at that point he's like, I have, I have three issues to basically wrap up this massive story that you know, is, like, the logical conclusion of 30 years of continuity. Like, it's it's a big undertaking, and I'm surprised that's only a six-issue book, to be honest, uh, considering, uh, especially if, if they're, to them, this is a crisis where, like, any other crisis, it's fucking long. I think all the other crisis books are all 12 issues, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Infinite wasn't. Infinite uh, wasn't? Crisis was, Infinite wasn't. Uh, I think Final was six, but it ended up, like, yeah. it had too many fucking tie-ins and shit. I was gonna say, like... is, this, is this one of those... Uh, above average, below, or on par with tie-ins and one-offs. Because Metal's got two 
four issue tie-ins series, crossover yeah, series. Yeah, no, I mean, and the third one right yeah. now, and then eight tie-ins, and then the I Forge in the casting. I, yeah, I think Forge in the casting, both really strong yes. in terms of like setting it up. Yes. Uh, the first three issues of Metal, all very strong. Yes. Um, the it's a mixed bag as far as like the solo for, books. For, 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 yeah, yeah. The, the one, I disagree. Yeah, the the one shots. It is a mixed bag. There isn't any of them where I was like, oh, I didn't no, read yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the drown was was admittedly kind of it's like my favorite one. I, really, I I just thought it was so boring. Oh, I uh, loved it. Like it was just. It was, I wanted to like it more, but I didn't. I, I yeah, it. I want to like it too, but it, it just it felt kind of. It was obligatory and not like we, you know. Well, in theory, they're all obligatory. But, but the other ones seemed like there were like really great ideas in them, whereas yeah. like that was just like, and now here's 20 pages of exposition about how Batman became Aquaman. Like, you know. Uh, yeah. Or not even about how like Batwoman became Mara or something. Sure. Or like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then as far as like the. Um, the, the kind of four issue like crossover things. Um, yep. What was the first one? Not. Bats Out of Hell, but the other one... Gotham uh, Resistance. Gotham Resistance, I think that was better than Bats Out of Hell. I haven't read... I read the first two uh, issues of Gotham Resistance, yeah. which was amazing. I read, it's just, I read the first issue of Bats Out of Hell. Oh, I just Damien being like, I'm gonna get you. No, I, I think Gotham Resistance was, like, really strong. Bats Out of Hell, um, I still enjoy it, but I was like, oh, yeah, this feels like a tie-in. Yeah, <laughs> this feels like a tie-in story. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I like the. And actually, well, also, but... I think Bats Out of Hell only exists because they realized they had so much story that they had to tell within six issues. They had because to just fill it. Because like Gotham Resistance felt less necessary, but I think because of that, because they had less boxes they had to check, they were able to do their own thing and be a little more naturalistic, and mm-hmm. as a result, tell a more engrossing story. Uh, where every character kind of has their moment, particularly, like, there's some really great Damien stuff in there. Mm-hmm. There's actually some really great stuff between Damien and Oliver Queen, mm-hmm. um, where it's like... He's the first one he sees when he goes into the Yeah, and, and, like, and Oliver Queen has that moment where he's, he's like, you know, because he's kind of arguing with Dick Grayson, and, and, he, and Dick's just like, well, he's my brother, like, I'll, I'll deal with it. And he's like, he's like, no, you're too much like your old man. You're too much like Batman. Like, you know, you're not as scary as him, and you're a little more fun-loving, but at the end of the day, like, you still kind of have a stick in your ass. He's like, me, like, I can actually get through this kid because, like, yeah, I understand what it's like to be a vigilante with no powers in a world of fucking gods and figuring out how you have to, like, hold your own with those people, but I also understand teenagers. I also I also understand conflicted teenagers. No, yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I do like metal, um, but, like, the solo Batman book, honestly, I feel like every Tom King arc has been better than the last which is fucking nuts. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it has been very good. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, like, the first, like, the, uh... I there, there are, I'm like, wow, yeah. that's, that's way better than the first arc. And then I, I see, I, 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 I really liked I Am Gotham. I Am Suicide, honestly... I, I So I've only read the first three arcs because I'm reading in trade. Mm-hmm. Um, of the first three, I actually think that I Am Suicide is my least favorite. Yeah, I disagree. And, 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 not, be, and not because I dislike it. That was the second arc. That, that was where, where they Bane. go to... Yeah, well, where, yeah, was, well, then I Am Bane is the next arc. Yeah, too, it's, it's when they go to infiltrate... Bane's uh, prison to get uh, the Psycho Pirate. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I, I don't mean it was like a bad, like, like I totally enjoyed reading it. It was great, but compared to the other two, like the other two seem more memorable mm. in hindsight. I think I Am Bane was the strongest of the three to me because there were moments in I Am Bane where I was just like reading it like, huh? Like, I would say I Am Bane is less than I Am open. Suicide, but more than the yeah. first arc. But, um, but yeah, I need to get on 
Warp jokes and riddles yeah, now, really now that it's out in trade. Mm-hmm. And, and you uh, got to read issue 37. And 36! It's a two-parter. Yeah, just read 37. I mean, I'm going to read all the issues. I'm not, yeah. like, I don't... I don't Ish- issue 37 around. might actually be my favorite issue of comic I've read. Like single issues. Yeah, of, like, specific issue of comic I've read all year. Mm-hmm. It's just... I don't know if I have It's that. just well, 36 adorable. I think you would like a lot because it reminds me a lot of, uh, like, basically when Jeff Loeb's Batman Superman was really good. Uh-huh. Like, the first couple arcs. Um, basically you'd get kind of basically panels like the same like same page where it's basically a panel right. Batman panel and like their internal monologues kind of bouncing off each other mm-hmm. um, and then like uh, 37 is basically just like taking that to the next level basically they're all kind of interacting where basically right. it's Catwoman, Batman yeah and I'm, I'm excited to move forward and actually I was saying to you like because right I've been following not all the Rebirth stuff but like my core series like Batman, Superman, action comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been following those specifically in trade because I'm really like, I'm loving these runs. I want to have the physical. And I want to read the physical first. Uh, but then I've started following other ser- uh, series digitally like uh, Titans and uh, Red-, Red Hood and the Outlaws, which I actually think is very good. And I was surprised. Not like I was surprised to find that that's gotten like mixed reviews because mm. um, I actually I think it's a really solid series um, but yeah I started so, reading it because of uh, but, and, Max and Luke run our episode we did with them yeah like I, they, yeah. they praised it so and, and, and I, I love the idea of like doing like the reject version of the Trinity where you have uh, Artemis Red yeah Red you, have, you have Red Hood Bizarro. as a stand for Batman Bizarro for a stand for Superman and Artemis as a stand for Wonder Woman and it's, and it's just like the people that are like the Trinity, but will also murder you. <laughs> uh, so that makes it really fun. But uh, and Detective Comics is another one I've I've started reading like digitally, so I'm all up to date on that. So I'm thinking about just getting the volume four trade paperbacks of the series I've been following in trade, and then after that, probably still buying the trades to complete the collection, but like moving into digital so I can like get up to date on that. And like, because I'm I'm loving Rebirth. I mean, I I think like Rebirth has been strong since the beginning, but it really came into its own this year. Yes, sir. Where, like, it's just, you know... It's, it's, it's the best comics can be, I feel like, at least when the big two are concerned, you know? I was saying, whereas Marvel, like, went off the rails with Marvel, uh, Legacy, I mean, yeah. and then I think got the, Axel yeah. fired. <laughs> at this point, I think the only Marvel book that I'm still following monthly is Defenders, and that just got cancelled, and Bendis is moving to DC. I still like so. this Marvel. So, uh, yeah, I... And Runaways actually isn't bad. It's not, I, it's not I'm, as I'm good sure, as it yeah. was under Bond. I'm sure Miss Marvel's great, but I haven't read since the first volume, mm-hmm. since uh, before Secret Wars. You know, I've read... I've consistently read Miss Marvel. But yeah, like, that thing is, like, um, I might continue with Jessica Jones, because me and Pamela Bendis was already planning on handing the readings over on that yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, there's, um, there's like, a lot of Marvel stuff that I want to read and stuff I want to get back to, but, like... And they did announce, officially, uh, that Bendis is doing Superman. That was his first Yeah, yeah, I saw it, which I, I think will be great. With that's, Ivan Reese. It's a great fit. Um, yeah, no, I think I, it's weird. It's actually, like, you know, like, I still haven't gotten around to Secret Invasion, because, like, I... Like, it's funny because I've read more of that Captain America run than you have, I think. Secret Empire. Or, or yeah, or, yeah, yeah, Secret Empire. <laughs> I was like, the, I am confident you have read Secret Invasion. <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> many years ago, and probably, like, once a year since. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just broke. But, uh, <laughs> no, Secret Empire, it's funny because, like, I, I this whole thing where I was like, I need to do all the homework uh, to get to this event, and, like, I read, like, I think I've read all of the Sam Wilson issues that come before it, and now I just have the last couple uh, Steve, Rogers. Steve Rogers issues be- before the event kicks off. Um, 
But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I. I don't know. I didn't like it, but I mean, I didn't yeah. hate it. I'm, like, I'm I'm intrigued where I want to I want to read it. But it's also putting a monkey wrench in things because I feel like... I like they're in Civil War too. I feel like I can't move forward with any of the Marvel books I was reading and, until I get caught up on the Cap stuff, which is kind of like a crawl for me at this point. I honestly don't think that's true. But, well, like, no, well, no, 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 because the reason I'm behind on Amazing Spider-Man is because I got to the issue that... I, I got to the Superior Octopus issue that is, like, the first proper tie-in with Secret Empire, and I was like, well, I can't read this. You haven't read Secret Empire yet. And so now I'm just kind of like, I guess I need to, like do my homework and read Secret Empire so I can move forward with Spider-Man. Nah. <laughs> like, I kind of just want to read the Spider-Man, but well, nah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, Secret Now that Empire... I'm talking about it, like, I'm so out of the Marvel loop, I'm just like, fuck it. Maybe I'll just, like, read the, Sp- the Spider-Man tie-ins and move forward. And when I feel like reading Secret Empire, I, I'll do that. I don't think I'll miss anything, honestly. But, I mean, because, I, I mean, I don't know. The Secret Empire thing... Yeah, you know how I am, though. Fair. I, I can but... be a little bit of, of a completist when, when it comes <laughs> can to... Can be? When it comes to <laughs> events. <laughs> Um, you know, and they burn me every fucking time. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, um, but just because, like, I know that, like, nine times out of ten, like, all of the tie-ins and crossovers with an event are going to be shit. But I'm like, but I might miss something important, <laughs> and then it's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Got me again, Axel. <laughs> well, that we don't anymore because we'll see us. Yeah. We'll see those. But um, yeah, the I last know, time you'll fool this old dog, <laughs> Mr. Alonzo. I am. Well, I mean, fairness. I mean, I never. I was always. Like not really, team Alonzo on that whole. No, thing. I know, I know, I know. I yeah, like. I mean, there's the diversity thing, but like beyond that, I'm just like, but if the books suck, like, I mean, like, yeah, like sure. the books Bendis was writing were good, and like Ms. Marvel was good, but I was yeah. like, a lot of it. Was I feel just, like that there's even like a very obvious tonal change that happened with Axel, where like all of a sudden everything's really fun. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm like, okay, but I just don't always want to have fun. Like, sometimes <laughs> I want to get sad and think about death and stuff. Like, 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 you know, like... But, like, yeah, I feel like even the art style in Marvel books, like, there's this period under Casada where it, it, it's funny because I feel like, at least in the 21st century, the art that gets a... So, like, the art that you would think to be in a Marvel book and the art you would think to be in a DC book, it's almost the inverse, where, like, Marvel books for a while had this really gritty, kind of, like, photorealistic art style and like DC books got really like colorful and like fun uh, and, and they kind of are right now rebirth too like you open some of those rebirth books and I'm like like Batman has purple inside his cape which I actually I really like the rebirth suit I think it's cool as fuck mm. uh, it's like my favorite Batman suit in a while but uh but yeah I mean it's funny because people think of DC as being so dark and gloomy and it, like it can be thematic, the yellow but, that predates rebirth that was Capullo's design uh from no the yeah no no I, yeah i know but but uh but the, the purple inside the cape and all that like they kind of they kind of did that specifically for rebirth because that costume the, the yellow around the bat didn't happen until after he came back after super heavy yeah that's what i'm saying but yeah. Capullo designed it. yeah no but thing. but at that point like they're like we have four issues left before rebirth like we're really uh yeah you know they, no, yeah, they definitely shipped it over. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah, because everyone got redesigned for Rebirth. Rightfully so. Well, I mean, Aquaman still kind of looks the same. Uh, well, Superman's kind of back to his classic. There, yeah, no, there, there were minor changes to everything. Like, even, like, like Hal Jordan, it's like, he looks the same until you compare him side by side, and then you're like, oh, actually, that's totally different, you know? Fair enough. Um, but, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think if there's, like, I mean, there's, there's, you are white new, Knight, so. Yes, White Knight. White Knight. White Knight is probably my favorite. Talk about that. It's like, talk about, like, I haven't read any of that. Clock, but there's only, like, three yeah. issues. So okay. it's, like... Okay, well, then all I'll say is, up to this point, it might be my favorite Batman-Joker story. 
Because as far as Batman goes, my I more than th- more than Killing Joke, I would not say that more than so far. Joke. I mean, uh, it could by the end of it, like as a whole, I might be like, hey, I like Killing Joke more. But as of right now, so I've uh, two things on the Batman more One, than more than Dark Knight Triumphant. Is that what three is called, Dark Knight Triumphant? I don't. Dark I think so. In, yeah, because, because, Dark Knight Rises. Well, well, no, 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 no. Because in, I mean, uh, Dark Knight. Because in Returns. Dark Knight Returns, um, of the the Dark four, Knight Three is the Master Race. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Dark Knight Returns number three. The original That's four. The original four book series. No, 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 no. Master Race is it's three. No, no, no. You're thinking the series Dark Knight 3. I'm talking about Dark Knight Returns, the original. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, only issue one was called Dark Knight Returns, okay. and the other ones all had... Okay. E- each Fair of the four was Dark Knight something, okay. and then when it got collected in trade, that's when it just became Dark Knight Returns. Mm. But originally it was like Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Triumphant, Dark Knight... Okay, whatever. I don't remember that, but... Dark, Dark Knight dies, not really spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so far I've read... Death of the Family, Death in the Family, Endgame, Killing Joke, Mad Love, The Joker, whatever that Brian uh, Azzarello, Azzarello thing. Yeah. Um, and one other thing. Anyways, mo- almost all of my Batman knowledge, and uh, Dark Knight Returns has the Joker in it, right. um, almost all of my Batman knowledge is specifically from when him and the Joker square off. That's really all I cared about for a long time, and still mostly what I care about. Uh, the White Knight is like... All of those have a general theme between Batman and the Joker you, butting heads. You've played the Arkham games, right? Not well enough to... Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you get on that. Um, as, as a I know the first gamer, one, yeah. especially, is pretty intense. And then the second one with the ending... Um, Arkham City, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no spoilers on this there, part. There, <laughs> we all know. Where he kills him. Or uh, he doesn't kill him. It's debatable. Um, so... All of that, all good, but they all have the general same thing, like, Joker's gonna drive you mad, Batman. Oh, he didn't get you this time. This one is just, feels completely different than the other. Also, I like Sean Gordon Murphy as a writer. Yeah. I mean, I like him as an artist, obviously. And then it's got, it still gives you the Joker without giving you the Joker, but you know the Joker's coming, (laughs) and now there's another Joker, because Harley is standing for Joker, and, oh. And also, Neo, uh, Joker. Yeah, it's it's all over the place, and it's... Girl Joker. It's phenomenal. And yeah, I'm. I'm gonna really check it out. It. I'm. I'm. Before I was like kind of like, yeah, I'll take it or leave it. And then I don't know you how guys many it is though. It. I think it's six. I think it's gonna be six. I think, I think it's eight. That could be eight. eight. Um. So when that's over, obviously I may revert back to one of these other stories because right now my favorite is, yeah, it's definitely the Killing Joke, um, which I'm missing my trade and I'm bummed out about. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. It could. It could stay phenomenal. I mean, what they're doing with Jack Napier. Being evil without being evil. Is they just call him super Jack cool. Napier. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That's it's, his name. It's very much a tribute to like the eighties, nineties. Sure. But there's a, there's a scene in the most recent. You said you haven't read it. There's no, there's a specific it. scene which they use on the cover of the issue that is just it's Batman holding his cowl and mm. debating if he's making the right choices. Spoiler: He's not. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just a phenomenal. Like it's just like from the back, all of his muscles and whatnot, and he's just holding right. the head of the cowl and the cape's falling, and he's just like looking at. Oh, it. that's very Shakespeare. Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's super cool. Um, but that's one that I I, I would I, say the absolute best comics I've read this year. And I said this to you earlier, Patrick. But uh, the Injustice Gods Among Us. Yeah, you're really are, into that. They are really good. It's just it's everything that's great about comics and it's great too you know it's great it's like it's kind of everything you want event comics to be but they never are because event comics are catering more to like these kind of blockbuster sensibilities and also they're indebted to this idea of like status quo change for the sake of status quo change like mm-hmm. it's like the the major objective i think of any summer event is like 
we need to change the universe up somehow. And so that each book has a new yeah, no, adjustment. Right, exactly. And I mean, and that's exactly what Injustice is, but rather than focusing on like how this is going to change... I, I, like, like rather than trying to set up this status quo, um, but also in a way where like we can revert it back in a year, uh, like Injustice is a book where it's like, we're going to take this crazy status quo, there's no return from it, it doesn't have to be because it's a different universe, but our main focus is still character. It's not action, it's not like a wow factor or anything like that. Like Injustice, you know, it, it does the unthinkable in a hero versus hero book, which is like, we're actually going to tell you new things about these characters and not just like play off your kind of like fanboy fantasy of like, what would happen if like Green Lantern uh, like punched Bizarro in the face or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. And, and it's, and it's like, and it's not uh, like those big character moments. Like they're not specific just to Batman and Superman. Like your main two characters in the story. Like it's, uh, you know, like I think like year two, I want to say like has some great Bizarro stuff in it. And also some great trickster. Like if stranger things Two gave you the team up of Dustin and Steve. and Steve that you never knew you wanted. Actually, let me talk about Stranger Things in a minute. Uh, <laughs> Injustice, I'm pretty sure it's Injustice uh, Year 2, but Injustice Year 2 gives you the unlikely team-up that ends up being like the most memorable thing from that year of the book, which was uh, the Trickster and Bizarro teaming up and becoming... like Not like team-up to like fight the villains, like or the heroes, rather, but like teaming up to be like, this is fucked up. You want to get out of here, buddy? <laughs> and then they end up becoming like BFFs, uh, you know, and they have talks about how like, bizarre, you can't just go into McDonald's and kill everyone. Like, you know, uh, how it, many years is that in six? Uh, five. It, five. It, it does five because yeah, it closes the gap between, uh, the moment where Superman kills the Joker and the game and when the game happens. And then, so, so basically like to get the full injustice story, you read, Injustice years one through five. And then play the game. Then you play the game, but there's also... Injustice one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But there's also a series called Injustice Ground Zero, which shows you the events of the video game, but from Harley's perspective. Okay. Which I haven't read yet. Um, and then from there, you would play... Injustice 2. Injustice 2, and then there's and now there's an Injustice 2 comic. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm not really sure how that figures into it, but... Okay. Um, but they're just... They're so good. Like, it's... It's a really... I was going to say fun. It's not a fun book. It's very depressing. Uh, it's a dark fucking book, but it's, there's just so much great character stuff. And also like, like year three of the comic made me care about, for the first time, truly care about, um, Is Chimp? the what? <laughs> not, 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 well, yeah, sure. I kind of care about Detective Chimp, but I was going to, I was going to say like the mystic side of DC's universe. I've never really given a shit about DC's mystic stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, Constantine's cool. Like, you know, Justice League Dark is a cool concept. Uh, but like, you know, after reading year three, I'm just like, I want more Justice League Dark books. Like I, you know, like I think year three is probably the second best in the series overall. Like year one, I think was probably the absolute best. And, but year three is also really good because that's like kind of the point where Batman is like, we've tried everything. There's n there's no way to stop Superman except what's his one blind spot? Oh, magic. So now I'm going to team up with Constantine and then that leads to a lot of like great character stuff where it's like you have the two guys in the DC universe that are heroes but still like kind of untrustworthy, you know, because they're always playing an angle. And so now you have Batman and Constantine like playing each other but not fully realizing it. And, uh 
it yeah, it's just really good. I mean, all five years are it's it's great. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, we can't. We we did talk about Defenders. We did a Defenders episode. We can't talk about Punisher because you're not done yet, and I haven't even seen it. Yeah, yeah. I will say though, I know you weren't super into it, but I no. love Stranger Things season two just because, like, a. I mean, I love Stranger Things. I, I watched the first season of Stranger Things like six times. Um, I intend to watch it more. I intend to watch season two more. Um, it's just it 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 gets a lot of like it scratched a lot of itches simultaneously. Yeah, well, I, I think so, like, like I think the reason we're divided on it is like I think it speaks very much to how you and I like walk out of a viewing experience. Where like I I think like you, um, like all right, because like basically like this show gave me like a lot of the things I want out of a Stranger Things season where it's like oh i get to spend more time with these characters like i had fun watching these episodes like there's a lot of great character stuff um there's a lot of great um like just kind of exchanges between them but uh like like i guess like a lot of fan service stuff and like i feel like with you like the fan service like even if you know it's not that great you're like okay but they gave me what i want it's like whatever whereas like with me i'm like okay you gave me like yeah, like, you gave me this meal, and it felt like I'm not hungry anymore, but, like, also, like, it was fast food or beer or whatever, yeah. you know? We're like, I don't know, I just feel like... I don't know, I feel like they gave... I mean, okay, there are, I think that the... For, if you go to go with that fucking uh, analogy, I feel like the first season is a better prepared meal, but I feel like the second season is a more, like, hearty meal. Like, it's like, I got more of what I wanted. Might right. not be as good, but it's still... But I also, I also feel like one of the problems is that season two only needs to be, like, four episodes, five episodes. I mean, it takes, it takes three, maybe four episodes just to get to the plot. You know? It, it's three hours of just watching characters having meaningless exchanges with each other, which, like, I, I'm fine because, like... There are characters I love having exchanges that are making me, like, laugh and, like, you know, and, like, and not in a bad way. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying watching them interact. Um, I mean, really, it's like, okay, here's the thing. I'm really in a bind about what you should have done with season two because if you were to ask me before they announced the season two, before it went into production, what they should do for season two, I'd be like, well, there's, there's nothing left to tell of this story. So the best thing to do is to do an anthology series and move to another small town in the 80s and tell another, like fantastic tale and maybe like shift gears in terms of the horror like instead of focusing on uh like kind of this sci-fi like upside down world thing like maybe now we'll do like maybe more of a paranormal thing or maybe we'll do like a slasher thing um like that's a way to do it um but that's not what they did and i'm not totally upset about that because like i love these characters so much i'm like yes give me more time with them but then oh no it's it's like they're giving me more of the thing I already knew I wanted, and, like, I'm not ungrateful, per se, but there's also, like, it, it, I guess it's like it's like a battle of, like, the brain versus the heart, where, like, my heart wants what they gave me, but my brain knows that the alternative was probably the better option, like, artistically and creatively. I don't know. I I don't. I literally only have one issue with the whole thing. But I talk about you to talk to you about. Is it that Max adds nothing to the plot? No, it's that. Uh, is it that Jonathan is a total bitch? No, that. But I thought that in the first season, just nobody else agreed with me until now. Uh, Jonathan is a poser. Fair enough. I do not believe <laughs> that he could live in small town Illinois in 1984 
and know who Joy Division are, but not know who Susie and the Banshees are. In fact, I don't think he would know who Joy Division are, period. Because, like, in 1983, no less, in season one, he would not know Joy Division. He wouldn't, because Ian Curtis killed himself in 1980. They never toured America. They weren't very popular. It took a couple years for him to catch on. It took, like, ten years for him to catch on. You know? It just, I just don't believe it. Fair enough. But no, like, my only issue is, like, the uh, end of season one... It's really they... a weird thing to not believe about the show. <laughs> you know, well, no, no, well, no, 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 because, like, look, like, I'm going into this thing, like, look, I know you're going to do things that aren't real. Like, I know you're, like, look, I will buy that there is an alternate universe that exists, like, parallel or on top of our own where you have, like, weird, like, demon dog flower monsters that come out and their heads open up and they fucking eat you. Like, I will believe any of that shit. But if you want me to believe that, the thing you need to do is make your characters believable. I don't know. My if, only they, thing, if the characters aren't believable, then I'm not going to believe any of this other shit. My only thing was that, like, after Eleven makes her big, like, heroic sacrifice in season one, they were like... Because, I mean, I, I have read since. Like, they were like, they, they only intend to make one season. And oh, then, oh, like, obvious, Netflix obvious. was just like, oh, no, we need more. And they're like, all right, we got more, I guess. And then, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Operative words, I guess. <laughs> and, but, like, so I don't like that, like, Eleven makes her big heroic sacrifice. And basically, they show on the other side where basically she's kind of like, is in the upside down, that kind of walks out of the upside down, like, immediately after that. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, there was, like, a war to come back or anything? You're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was over there for a minute. Now, now, I'm, <laughs> now, now I'm fine. I think, like, I mean,. <laughs> Like, I think there's probably, like, a, a greater conversation to be had about that. Like, the whole idea of Netflix being like, we want more, and then being like, I guess we have more. Like, I think if anyone is doing it right right now in terms of TV, it's FX. Because FX is, like, the one network I can think of where they're, like... Well, we, they, they, where they're, like, like, waiting a year for Yeah, well, they're, like, we want more, but only if you have more. Yeah. And only if it's going to be as good as what we already have. Like, and also, like, don't worry about, like meaning a certain number of episodes because you can do like whatever number is right for your story like you know whether it's Louis C.K. and, and, and <laughs> which is never coming back now <laughs> who knows I mean like Netflix was very quick to take down anything with Kevin Spacey in it but they still have like 36 different Louis C.K. stand-ups um so like well they're and, different and, forms of dirt bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and, well, and well, arguably Kevin Spacey well, not uh, inarguably well, Kevin Spacey is like, worse I don't know I don't know if Louis C.K. is necessarily a dirt bag as much as he is just a pervert because like <laughs> he's a pervert I mean look like, like I'm sensitive to the notion that this guy jerked off in front of you and you didn't want to watch him jerk off but like just walk away yeah. <laughs> just walk away that's all you have to do just walk away uh, but uh, yeah at face level sure <laughs> I get that, and that's why yeah, it's no, less... No, I, I know it's more complicated yeah. than that, but and, no, and but like, I'm not trying to, That's like, why it's not as crazy that his stuff's not gone, because you're right, it is like, he didn't actually, like, press himself on anyone, well, he didn't... Uh, uh, well, we don't yeah, know well, that he very much well could I, I, I think that's why he still has a career. Like, yeah. I mean, Kevin Spacey, they're going so far as to be like, okay, this movie has to be out in ten days, we're going to reshoot all the scenes <laughs> that yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like, that's Everything bonkers. Everything's going That yeah. is bonkers, and, like, that's... It's a real shame because he's a talented dude. Um, but yeah, like, one of my favorite actors but, of all time. Yeah, but I mean, but it's fucked up because I mean, meanwhile, like, and and I'm not trying to undermine what Spacey did, but meanwhile, you have people like Bill Cosby who fuck got off mm. in a couple ways. <laughs> they got off, then went to court and got off again in a totally different way, uh, but equally reprehensible. Yeah, uh, and now he's fucking uh. going on a big like. You know, comeback tour. Yeah, big comeback tour where it's gonna be like, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't say equally reprehensible. Like, no. Again, I think Cosby's is like way, way worse. Way, way worse but. Yeah, but I mean, like it's all, it's pretty shitty that like a jury would be like, well, it seems like he maybe drugged these girls and raped them, but uh, yeah, 
he's Fat Albert. He's Bill Cosby. <laughs> you know? hey. and, like, and honestly, like, what I, can I say? I think that's what it, like, I think Bill Cosby is a very specific case where it's like, he shaped so many people's childhoods. And knowing that, like, he, like, before the rape allegations was, like, just hugely important to the black community. Like, hugely. Like, this is, like, the first dude that's like, okay, we're going to do a Saturday morning cartoon just for us. Mm-hmm. It's not for the whiteies, it's for us. Uh, this is the guy who's like, we're going to make a sitcom about a black family in the fucking 80s where the patriarch of the family is a doctor. He's not a janitor. He's not fucking... And the mother's a lawyer. A co- yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's not a novelty like the Jeffersons that, that they have money. It's not like, you know, like, that's not... It's just their day-to-day life. Yeah, exactly. It's that, that's not like... It's like, I mean, the Jeffersons, like, yeah, sure, that's great at the time, but at the end of the day, every fucking episode is about, like, isn't it crazy that these black people have money? Isn't or Fresh it? Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, yeah, again, which is, which, which is even more fucked yeah. up because we're 20 years after judge. the Jeffersons at that point. We're, <laughs> He's a judge, Uncle Phil. I mean, of course he would have money. <laughs> no, I know, but that, that's always, like, the biggest point of, of yeah, no, story I mean, no. in those episodes. Yeah. It's like, oh, Will grew up without money, and we've got tons of it, and now he gets to experience it, and aren't we all yeah, better no, for and, it? And even then, I mean, Carlton Banks is a cartoon character of yeah. a, of of black new money. He's yeah. not, like, he's not... Well, in fairness, I mean, the show is a cartoon, so, like, getting mad at somebody being, like... Right, well, I mean, but all sitcoms are. I mean, yes. I mean, the Cosby show is also very cartoonish, but, like, but also, like, the thing that was cool about the Cosby show is that it doesn't, like, draw attention to the fact that, like... Like, it, like it's totally, like, just a footnote. It's, it's like, what do, you, what do you guys do again? Oh, he's a doctor? I guess it doesn't really matter, because it's still about this family being a family and these people being people. It's not about, like, the novelty of, like, like, well, <laughs> look at that. A, a rich... A rich colored fella, like it's not like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's not. It doesn't seem diminutive to the idea that you can be a person of color and still be upper class, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also it's 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 interesting because it's like, yeah, they're upper class, but they're not throwing it in your face, and they're they're upper class people having totally relatable middle class problems, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not like. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where it's like it's too, it's so much it's like this fish out of water thing, where it's where it's like, where it's like you know like you, know, you can take the boy out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the boy, or like or whatever you know. It's I don't know, uh, but this is so far. Yeah, off. No, really <laughs> <fucking is. laughs> I did not think we were going to go into Bill Cosby. You always got to. But yeah, it's a real fucking shame that that guy is. Such I mean, a you learned something from the past year and a half. You if you're going to go be a dirtbag pervert. Just admit it. You're president. Just yeah, admit it, and you become president. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just make sure you're open about it, and everyone accepts yeah. it. Or be white. Yeah. yeah. Grab him by the pussy, figuratively and literally. And literally. Yeah. If I've learned anything in 2017, it's that you need to grab your dreams by the pussy and never let them go. Yeah. No matter how hard they scream. Yeah. Wow, I can't cop that. So yeah, anyone else waiting to say? Uh, no. We talked about it. That can't be the last thing I say on the air. <laughs> we actually didn't talk superhero movies at all besides Logan. Oh my we god. Right. Right. We, didn't talk about, uh, we didn't talk any of them. Logan, we, Ragnarok, Homecoming. Yep. yep. Fucking all great. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Good, but not as good as people claim. Justice, I feel that way about Justice Thor. League. I'm glad you made it. Try harder next time. Yes. Um, Thor was underwhelming for me. I know Thor, you like it. I, I, I love know, Thor. I know, I know that's your big jam. I would, uh, I would, so I, all of a sudden, I wish we had like another hour to I know. talk about Thor. We oh, have yeah. an episode about Thor. Yeah, well, yeah, but, but yeah, no, I got more to say. I got more to say. Yeah, I got more to say. Homecoming was also underwhelming for me. Am I missing a Marvel one? I'm missing a Marvel one. 
No, actually, I will say Black this. Panther hasn't happened yet. No, but it was just yeah, all right. Two? Not, not to, wait. Sorry, what? Guardians. It's, Guardians. Oh, that's Guardians? The, I yeah. knew I was missing. Yeah, Guardians. Guardians was also underwhelming. The ones, the ones that I like Guardians, but the, but Guardians. the ones that really stand out and like I'm gonna remember mm-hmm. when the next batch of these things pop up in a couple months are going to be Logan, Homecoming, and Ragnarok. The rest, I had a great time watching. Um, but there's so many of these things now. I remember Wonder Woman. Wonder Logan. Woman's the only one I'm going to remember. There's Homecoming. really there. Yeah. I mean, but there's so many of these movies being made now that it's just it's no longer enough for it. it's just. Uh, here's oh, wow, why. That was, that was good. Here's why I'm going to forget Homecoming, and that's mostly because I didn't love the kid with training wheels aspect of the story, which I know was. One of the reasons why people love it. It sounds like you just don't like the idea of Spider-Man at its core. No, I don't. I, I like the idea of Spider-Man learning on his own, not Spider-Man learning what Tony teaches him. I didn't like that. I didn't care for that. But he, st- but he does still learn on his own. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's it's on his own with but, assistance. He, well, but no, but because they turn the training wheels off eventually, and then he goes and does other stuff, and then at the end, it's way back to hey, I'm proud of you because you figured it out without my help, and that's yeah. cool. I, don't know. I didn't yeah. care for that. I'll have to think about um, it. Thor, I, I I've never laughed harder in a movie probably ever. Like oh, I yeah. had some of the biggest yeah, no, like I, belly laughs, but. That's all it has here's, for me. Okay, but here's... I, I disagree, but I won't get into it now. Here's what I'm going to say, because there's something else I want to get out there before, before we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that... And it, it's not necessarily solely because of Thor. Like, I think Thor reminded me that, like, hey, Taika Waititi does all this stuff that you like. Mm-hmm. And I went back and like I revisited his whole catalog. But now I'm at the point where Taika Waititi, I think, is the clear winner of 2017. He is, at the moment, probably my favorite filmmaker. Um... Like, the movie Boy, I think, like, I never need to explain my um, relationship with my father to anyone because they can just watch Boy, and, like, Taika's character in Boy is just, like, a cartoon character version of my dad. Like, that movie, like, hits home on so many fucking levels, and it's, like... But it's great, too, because, like, it sounds kind of depressing on the whole, but it's it's a funny movie. It's, It's a way I can explain that aspect of my life and still have it be funny. And... You know, and and I can say that about a lot of stuff Watiti does, like just kindred spirit. Me, me and that guy. Uh, I like to think he's he's my my more ethnic uh, <laughs> Kiwi counterpart. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but no, I, I'm I'm really happy for that guy, and I'm yeah. happy that he's like getting mainstream recognition. Because... No, no, I was imagining. I was I was stoked when I cause I knew that the bit at the end of Doctor Strange was his. And I'm just like, like I know that guy's voice, and I like his. Voice, oh yeah, so, yeah. 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 So yeah, no, I was, I, I definitely, I'm happy, even though I still think him, really, I think anyone doing the Akira remake is weird, I think him especially doing the Akira remake is weird. I, I but say like, bring it on. Is it live action? I, yeah, yeah okay. I say bring it on, man. I mean, like, I think because he has such a unique voice, like, I'm, I don't know how you do, like, cause he, it, his, his voice is unique, but it's very comedic, and I'm like, I don't know how you do it, it, Akira it is, it is, but yeah, but... But, but also, like, I really do think Not that, like, with Akira. <laughs> I, I really do think that, like, within the comedy he does, there is this really, like, deep sadness, and not, not even necessarily, it doesn't have to be sadness, it's just, like, a deep emotional weight, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, I don't know, I mean, I mean, to me, like, that's what makes comedy work, is, is there's, there's an emotional truth to it, even though you're laughing your ass off, like, there's, there's something... There's something in there that I would like to think is making you feel more than just, like, you know, a disposable laugh, you know? I mean, like, there really are... I mean, like, I think the the elevator sequence between Thor and Loki and Ragnarok is one of the most emotionally resonant moments in any Marvel movie to date, where it's just, like, you have these two brothers that you've been following 
for the past 10 years, for the past 20 movies. And they're in this elevator and they finally, you know, have this moment where like, they've been at war with each other for all these movies because they're trying to get the other one to see things their way. And finally they just have this moment where like, this was never going to work with us. Like, you know, like it's probably best if we just go our own ways after today because like, you know, we grew up to be different people and like, that's fine. Like, you, you don't, you don't need to see things my way. Like, I love and respect the way that you do you as my brother, but like, there's nothing left for us here. And you see it and like, that I think is one of the best performances I've seen all year in, in Tom Hill's scene, uh, in terms of someone de like delivering so much emotion without saying anything. And it works so great for that character because here's a character who's hyperverbal, who always knows what to say, who always pulls this thing out and, and just has to be all like quippy and like has to one up you verbally. But it's the one moment he shuts the fuck up and he doesn't know what to say. Cause like he's right. And it's what I've always wanted him to acknowledge. But now that he's doing it, like I'm really sad actually. Like I am just now recognizing what we have and what I'm losing. Like what I, Spent the last ten years of my life pissing away. Mm -hmm. The only real one thing scene I had doesn't save the thirty forgettable laughs that I did I, have, though. I, 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 I that, think for me, just I, not forgettable, disposable. I don't think any of the laughs are disposable or forgettable, um, and I think there's a lot of other stuff in there too that makes it great. But that's like my top example I would give. Yeah. As to as to why I think that movie does land emotionally, and and even like you know in the moments like where Korg is just being like a lovable, goof, those goof, are my favorite goof, parts. Goof. No, those are the best <laughs> parts. No, <laughs> no, Korg, Korg is the best character in the MCU. I don't but, agree with that but, at all. No, but I mean, but even like that stuff, like it it lands for me even emotionally, just because I'm like, like yeah, this character is being used entirely for comedic relief, but if you look beyond that, like there is something emotional about, it. and like here's this guy who's like. He's he's been tossed aside by everyone, mm -hmm. and finally, like he he finds family. I mean, like, like yeah, I think a big part of this movie is just like rejects finding a home, finding a family, and then like like rejects like kind of finding each other, but then their home is destroyed, <laughs> and they have to like. I mean, ultimately, like that's the cool thing about that movie is is that like it's like my homeland was just destroyed, but it doesn't fucking matter, I guess, because I have all the people here, and that's what made it home to begin with. You know? Yeah, know. yeah, no, it it's inarguably the main element I just personally think you're reaching. That's just I, me. I, I That's just I me. Mean, you're I mean, also the fucking guy who what I was like showing the Max Landis thing, which is the whole point of fucking wrestling is that it's like comics, it's like this one story that's been going for like decades. Mm -hmm. And like people finding the threads in the story and like picking the, and picking up how they like come together and seeing that like they're they're, they're coalescing. Mm -hmm is part of the fucking point. And you're like, oh, if any, if, you're being, if you're looking at anything that you like enough, you'll find something like... But well, it's not the fucking case. It's so, like looking so at, like, fucking... With, with wrestling, no, but with everything else, yes. Because I got really into looking into just reading about Max Landis. And as far as I can tell, he's a pretty bad writer who is a dirtbag of a person. Okay, first of all, that's recent bullshit. That <laughs> is all, that all of it... I don't know anything about this. It's technically hearsay. Because technically, it's, none of it's yeah. been anyone actually saying anything. It's always like, my friend, blah, blah, Yeah, no one will call him out. Exactly. Yes. So it's like... Doesn't still paint like, a good picture, like but I understand. Sexual misconduct stuff? Uh, kind of, but other stuff of him just being a general asshole. Like, just yeah. being a But at the same time, like, if I, I, if I had a million fucking dollars for every fucking person I, I mean, that yeah. I like, I'm sure, I'm sure is a fucking asshole. Like... It doesn't yeah, mean I, I mean, make excuses. I mean, no, I mean, I guess, like, I'm not going to make excuses for people's behavior, but I, I do kind of agree where, like, I don't feel like it's fair 
that I don't get to enjoy someone's work anymore just because it turns out they Oh, no, horrible. yeah, you know? definitely. I not. mean, because that's my biggest issue. He's with, not a bad writer, because Chronicle like, fucking amazing. Like, the, the whole, like... Man, not to go back to the rape allegation thing, but I mean, so, like, it's 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 a very we're talking twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's kind of no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. It's it's a very bittersweet situation for me because on the one hand, I think if someone has done something reprehensible, such as let's not say you know, I don't know, I guess sexual misconduct or rape or any way, you, yeah, anything like that, like that person, like. Yeah, they need to be called out. They they need to be held responsible for their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, it really sucks, though, if it's going to, like, kind of create this atmosphere where all of a sudden it's, it's like, now we need to throw their entire career into the memory yeah. hole, and, you know, yeah. and, and we don't get to... Talk I still about... like Roman Polanski. Like I like, or not? I like his work. Yeah, yeah. Despite not like Roman Polanski. You still eat. like watching uh, Family Murder Wrestler guy. Chris Benoit. Yeah, you like Benoit. watching his. You're gonna say Chris Benoit. I, everyone knows what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's 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 bittersweet because if people get to like Michael Jackson, despite him touching children, I allegedly, can still, uh, and I also <laughs> don't, I don't like him as a person. Yeah, I, I do this article yeah. with sports. You I, guys I, don't like I, sports. I also, but... I think the Michael Jackson thing to me is also a very complex situation because he's clearly not all there meant to like I'm not saying that's not the case but I mean like you you still put those people in like sanitariums or prison no no I know know, I'm just saying like (laughs) like I can understand how that person got no I I understand and and and, like I I think there is a certain level of sympathy like I'm not saying like it's okay it's okay and that we should condone it but like but it, it's like, you know, like, does this person need to be punished or they need to be helped? Yeah. You know, like, that's the that's... question. And, I mean, and there's a distinction to be made between that and, like, let's say Kevin Spacey, where it's like, I don't think you need help because I think you're not ill, you're just horny. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... But that kind of stuff where you, how do you look at their career happens in sports all the time. There's been people Patrick like... Kane. Like Patrick Kane, who <laughs> is also a bad person. Uh, people like... Uh, Ray Rice or Ray Lewis or uh, Ray. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike <laughs> I Vick. I never trusted Mike Ray. Vick. Never got, Ray I could trust. Mike Vick got a standing ovation for his career on the Eagles after he came back from the prison. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, two-time Super Bowl winner, two-time alleged rapist. You know he's got all the awards. So these people still go on, and my buddy Ryan will laud Ben Roethlisberger for all of his accomplishments on the field. I'm like. No. Like, yes, before all this stuff happened, sure, he's got the rings. Actually, the rings came after it. You've got the rings. You, you've you succeeded with your football team. Doesn't make you someone you should look up to on the team. No, it, no, it, And exactly, yet, they exactly. do it. And Ray Lewis, uh, his big thing was early, early in his career, he witnessed a murder. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, allegations as to whether or not he was an accomplice or not, or what the penalty should be just for witnessing it and not doing anything, yeah. yada, yada. He goes on to have a Hall of Fame career in a Super Bowl, and everyone just, now he's an ESPN analyst and all this kind of stuff. And how, you know, I don't like any of these people, and I don't even care to watch their careers anymore. If you're, I mean, yeah. I'll always watch American Beauty. I'll still always love that movie. Yeah, you know, and, how, yeah, and, and House of Cards. You know, I, I'll still I always love Thriller. That. I'll yeah. still always watch Bill Cosby myself stand up. Like, I'll yeah. still have to live in a world with our president. Like, there's a lot of things I have to deal <laughs> with. Bill Cosby. I'll still watch too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill Cosby is a little hard for me to watch now, like, doing comedy, because I'm just like. I was going to say, Bill Cosby's uh, a little hard. I'm like, dear lord. No, but you know, like, if I watch Bill Cosby doing stand now, like, that is in a sense where I'm like, wow, everyone's laughing at how funny you are, but I know that you are not funny. Yeah. Behind closed doors. There's nothing funny about your existence anymore. The reason why I brought that all back was that no matter what 
that person does, if you like them enough, you will make concessions. And I don't want to make concessions. Well, no, it's yeah, like, if right. Max Landis, like, if somebody actually, like, came out, cause I'm not going to, like, disbelieve somebody who actually, like, if somebody was just like, Max yeah. Landis raped me, I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. I was like, it's like, I like his work, but that's, I can't really support him anymore. Yeah, it's a bummer. Like, but right now, literally just people on fucking Twitter being like, my friend, and like, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, yeah. oh, fuck you. Like, but, it's like, you it's, know, it, so you're I'm discrediting the hearsay just as quick as you would accept hearsay from somewhere else. Like, it, it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like hearsay in general. It's, like, it's, it's like, like our, it was like our little joke on you at Comic-Con with, um... Fucking John Bernthal being an asshole. Like, it just, it's Which, just little things that you're just like, eh, get I out mean, of here. I mean, but does it matter? Well, also, Bernthal no. was basically a child. Right, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But, 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 but why does it matter? Like, I'm not saying you can't like The Punisher. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Like, you still get to like that show, but he doesn't have to well, be... Well, I'm saying he grew, I think he grew past it. Like, everything I've ever seen with him, like, in interview-wise and stuff, he, he definitely right. seems well, Everything like, you've seen where he's in front of a camera is, a, is aware that people are watching him. Well, mm-hmm. fine, but and, I mean, I, I, I'm know? just saying, I, I mean, can, I, I can I, only speak for that. I mean, I, I mean, how many... There'd be one incident from, or like, a ser- maybe a series of incidents, but like, think, from like think, 20 think fucking Think about years politicians, ago. though. Plenty of politicians do seem likable, but they're still politicians, you know? I mean, I'm just saying that's not true. You know, but I, I guess I, I just, I don't understand, like, like why I need to defend someone just because I like their work. Like, I'll, I'll defend their work. I won't defend their character because yeah. that's not well, my no, job. Well, no, but I mean, you didn't business. have any problem with their fucking character until you, like, heard this one thing. From, like, from someone who I trust very much. Well, no, I'm just saying, but it was, like, about something that happened, like, 20 fucking years ago. I mean, like, still. Wasn't maybe. the thing that Kevin Spacey did happen? That no, happen? that's been happening. Like, they even said, like, in House uh, of Cards set, he's yeah. been doing shit. Okay, okay. Like, not touching people. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 just, I just, I don't know, like... The Nazis were a long time ago, you know? Oh, for yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I don't know. I, I, don't know. So, like, I, I don't understand why, like, the passage of time... Like it, you know, basically it, a kid. Like, if I had fucking every tor- terrible thing I did when I was, like, in my early 20s, like, cataloged by people, like, that would no, be... No, I mean, if, yeah, no, fine. Like, I, I get that, like, he's grown up probably, but, like... I don't know, man. Like, Just got off track from the point I was trying to make. It doesn't really matter. But all that I was saying was from the beginning is, is, is and I'm guilty of it is just as much, is when someone you know you like comes out with something, you make certain uh, agreements in your mind to give it leeway. You, you, you're you like, okay, this is coming from someone I like, so I'll give it... Like, me with Kevin Smith and Yoga Hosers, which is the opposite for Patrick, or like me with anything Jared Leto ever does, because I love the man, is something that a lot of people do with people they like, like Patrick with Max Landis. Anything he comes out with, there's like... That's not true! There's a handicap. A slight handicap. No, 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 no. The American no, Ultra sucks. Or, no, okay, yeah, no, American, there's, there's definitely a handicap. But, you know, or, and the one time I mostly notice it, because I don't know any actors, directors, producers, writers, is that you always lead with the person that worked on it that you like most. Like, so if the movie sucked, you'll tell me that such and such writer wrote it, though, and you like their writing part of it. Or, you know, with a band, you'll you'll tell me that the bassist from this was just so much better when it was him, and, like, you'll make concessions for a person sure. and then go with the work afterwards. Sure. It's like, and, I'm, and again... I did it with Yoga Hosers just because following the story, movie came out, shitty movie, but I listened to Kevin Smith talk about him too. No, loved it, I mean, I like, hey, soul. No, I mean, I haven't seen a Kevin Smith movie that I like really, really, Sorry. really liked in years, but I'll still like every time he makes one, I'll be like, yeah, I'll pay for this because like, yeah, but, but that's almost like the inverse too, where like, I feel like he seems like such a good guy. That I'm just like, yeah, take my money. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would like to give my money to someone who I think is like a decent human being. And, yeah. And like you seem... That's true. That is really fucking nice. So you can make the worst abysmal 
piece of shit ever. It's called and, Yoga Hoses. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, but at least like you seem like I would want to hang out with you, and yeah. I would I would trust you with my children, and. <laughs> We're, we're cool. We're yeah, cool. No, like, you seem like you got a got a good head on on those shoulders. Um, yeah, that's all I was saying. I wasn't being judgmental. I was pointing <sighs> that stuff out. Everyone does it. Everyone yeah. does it nonstop. Um, this has been 2017. <laughs> <laughs> In a nutshell, there was good yeah. times. There were shit times. There were a Mostly lot of there shit, were shit times. times. There were some good times. <laughs> there were a lot of things that we probably didn't talk about today that that. We could have. Well, we uh, didn't talk about our lives at all, which we don't have to, but yeah, there's yeah, a lot we didn't talk about. I don't want to talk about my life. <laughs> but I work for the government now. Don't you love that? No. Mm. Ah, damn. Thought I had you there. Mm. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> well, anyway, this has been Gifted Machines. <laughs> <laughs> We're going with that. Gifted Machines? Okay, yeah. Gifted Machines. Gifted Pump Series. And then Machines. I don't fucking know. Gifted uh, Machines. I'm, I'm Kevin. He's another Kevin. Yeah. I'm Kevin Mills. Kevin Cardinal and you're, you're a Patrick I'm yes I'm uh, Patrick yes. this has been 2017 it's probably be 2018 by the time you hear this so uh yeah whatever uh have a good year and uh we, we don't see you uh see you in February yeah, I don't know <laughs> see, see you in 2019 <laughs> <laughs>